G.I. Joe against Cobra, the enemy, fighting to save the day. He never gives up, he's always there, fighting for freedom over land and air. G.I. Joe! Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, episode 14, the silent episode. I'm your host, Ryan. Hello? It's a silent episode. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm Chuck. How's it going? <laughs> uh, no, it's a silent episode because we're covering a silent issue. Oh, I thought we were going to be silent, not no. speak. Well, we usually take our show titles from the uh, the issues that we cover. I always wondered where you got those at. Yeah, and there wasn't anything in the silent issue. Yeah, just art. Right. It was cool. It was an easy read. Right. Oh, yeah. Two seconds. I got that one done quick. <laughs> I didn't even take that one to the can. I got it done without even... There, there was no pondering afterwards? No. Hmm. All right. It's like a color book. All right. What are... You didn't even sit there for a second going, why is there no words? No, it's, it's not even like a color book because I get color in that. It's this is, colored already for you. It's already colored, yeah. All right. Hey, I'm so, Chuck. Uh, yeah. So, you're Chuck. What have you been up to? Uh, what have I been up to? Uh, well, uh, one thing that happened... Not that long ago was uh, in the recording room here. There's a closet, and you've heard Chuck mention it before. That has a ton of oh, the library. Yeah, it has the library. It has the a library. ton of trade paperbacks. Yeah. Well, they all sit on top of a shelf. Yes, they do. And it was a metal shelf, or they did. They did. <laughs> it was it was a metal shelf with bracers and everything under it. Yeah. And one night in the middle of the night, I heard a big crash. And uh, yeah. I didn't know where it came from. I searched the whole house, and then I realized where it could have been coming from. And then you panicked in cold sweat and fainted. Right. <laughs> so I came in. <laughs> oh my room. god, my comics! I came in the room here, opened up the closet, trade paperbacks all over the floor. Well, that's what happens when you put two hundred pounds of books on a shelf easily. <laughs> easily, probably even more. Yeah. And one, uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. Eight stacks of books up to your knees, and yeah, and they are up to your knees. Yeah, it's disgusting. I can make out with, like, half a stack and you would never know they're gone. You're... <laughs> no, I would know. Well, if I'm carrying that many, sure. <laughs> I bring over two comic books and I leave with half a stack of trades. You're not sickened by it, you're jealous. True. <laughs> you was right. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get some yeah, trades. Yeah, you're working on it. You're I'm going to get some trades. Mid-OhioCon, we're going to that, so yeah. I'm going to grab some trades there. Very excited for that. Yeah, if you guys are uh, coming to Mid-OhioCon, we're going to be there on the 6th, which is that Saturday. And we're going to be there all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be both of us. I'm going to try to get some stickers. Hello, my name is Stickers. <laughs> Star Joe Chuck. I want to get the, uh, did you ever see Blade Trinity? Uh, Ryan Reynolds' character has a sticker like that when he's fighting the vampires. says, hello, my name is Fuck You. No. That's great. You're going to wear that? Sure. You're going to offend people. <laughs> I was going to write Star Joe Ryan on it. <laughs> no, I was looking to get um, the uh, the Marvel, the, the IDW Marvel G.I. Joe trades, uh, issues right. four, five, and six. I missed those somewhere along the way. I want to get some Green Arrow, Black Canary uh, trades. I want to pick up the wedding album, The Road to the Altar, and Family Business. Uh, maybe even get that Supergirl Origins trade, uh, a couple Power Girl trades, yeah. if I can find them. All Irredeemables, I want to get that in yeah. trade. Uh, All pretty good stuff. You know, a couple of Thor trades, things like that. Just if I can find them really cheap and stuff yeah. like that. Hit, and the, hit the issues really hard, yeah. those dollar bins, 50 cent bins, hit those pretty hard. And I'm going there... A lo- for a lot of reasons, I'm going there to find a lot of the single issues of a lot of the franchises we cover, filling in some of the gaps, finding maybe some stuff I never got before. Yeah. Um, and then also, I want to get some original art, some sketches, and everything else done. And I already have a commission set up with uh, Adam Withers and Comfort Love, and they're going to do a Doctor Love. That's right. <laughs> they're going to. Yes. They do a bunch of uh, independent books and. 
I haven't read any of them. I heard they're great. Uh, one's called The Uniques. They describe it as Teen Titans as if it was done by HBO, which is kind of cool. Could be nudity. So when I go there, I'm going to probably pick up at least one of the trades and check it out. But what they're going to do for me is what I'm going to start doing going forward with my sketches, which is I'm going to have it related to the show, where I ask an artist to take one Star Wars character and one G.I. Joe character. Make them look like us? No. Oh. <laughs> and blend the two characters together to make one hybrid character. And That's they, a nice idea. Yeah, and they can take any characters they want. I don't care. Right. It could be Jar Jar. I don't care. Yikes. Well, if you blend Jar Jar with like Snake Eyes, it might be kind of cool. Might suck ass. <laughs> might also do well, that. Well, you could get Jar Jar and Flynn. It could be the ultimate character. Right. <laughs> I also reached out to uh, Dave Wachter, who is not going to be at Mid-OhioCon, but I think he'll be at Super Show next year. Okay. And I've asked him to redo... He sometimes will redo covers of old issues in his style, and his style is amazing. Incredible detail. Really awesome. And uh, I've asked him, and I haven't heard back from him yet, but I have asked him to do uh, G.I. Joe issue number one, but with Star Wars characters. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Which would be very cool. Yeah. And I want to get a large one of that. I don't know how much it's going to cost. What about instead of the tank? Are they going to jump out of a land speeder or something? Well, I thought instead of the tank, the maybe Falcon. either the star, either a Star Destroyer or the Falcon. Yeah, I thought of one of those two. It might look kind of cool. Yeah, um, sounds good. But then I'm going to post that front and center in, in the studio here. I'm going to get framed, and it'll be awesome. Nice, so. nice. Well, it's that's a, cool. I get to stare at it every time. I'm yeah, instead here. of over it. Right. Instead of the a Spider-Man calendar, we have the yeah, we have still have the Marvel calendar that was given as a freebie on Free Comic Book Day. I did not receive one of those. Well, you suck. I missed out. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for Free Comic Book Day next year to get my calendar. That's right. Um, so that's just some of the sketches that I have coming up that I know of. And then when I'm at a middle house, yeah. I'll probably get a few other ones. I want to see a couple of artists. Maybe I can get a couple of comic books signed for a couple of friends. Yeah. Give them out as gifts and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm going to get a few things signed. I want to meet David Finch. who's my favorite artist. I wanted to get some original stuff done by him, but I heard he charges like $250 per Ouch. sketch. Ouch. Yeah. I'm not going with that kind of cash. So I might go with 200 bucks tops. Tops. Yeah. <laughs> for the show. That's gas, money, and lunch. And I'm not spending that on one drawing. No, no, not at all. Um, That's why I'm hoping to find some of these trades on the cheap. Hopefully, yeah. 40, 50% off. But I thought maybe... Anything I think cheaper in GCBS is, yeah. is always a plus. I'm hoping maybe he'll have some prints there or something like that that I could get like for 25 bucks or something. Oh, yeah. Like that'd that. be nice. So. Yeah. Because I would like to get something that's done by him, even if it is a print. Sure. Um, so that's kind of what we've been up to. I'm trying to think if there's anything else really. Been going I had on. a snafu with Maddie Collector. Oh yeah, yeah. I kind of helped you with that snafu. You did, <laughs> my friend. Yeah. Well, Roboto was on sale the 15th of October, and everything looked good for me uh, through work here. But uh, forces be it unknown, had to get back to work and couldn't order at noon, so right. I was actually working that time. So I uh, instant message you. I'm like, hey, are you actually working at noon? And you're like, no. I'm like, well, hey, do me a favor. But I don't work ever. So. Never, I know. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, do me a favor. Um, if, you can, if you can, if you don't mind, please, uh, order this figure for me. Here's my credit card and my password just to log on to Maddie Collector and order this for me. And you graciously sure. obliged. And you said, yeah, sure, You know, just bring it on over and I'll come do it. I'm like, okay, great. I, you know, I got a break. I'll walk my card over and give you my password and everything. Just order that and then we'll, yeah. we'll go to lunch, you know, whatever. So you, you did it, you yeah. did a fine, got a confirmation, hooked me up, and you're like, yeah, it's um, I got the figure for you, your confirmation, the only thing is, uh, it kept pulling it out of the cart, yeah. every time I go to click it, and they said that the item's not in the cart, so I'd have to reload it and do it again for you. Unbeknownst to you, it you meant- placed nine orders right. for Roboto. <laughs> right. And here's, here's what happened. At 30 bucks a pop, buddy. And, yeah. <laughs> 
I explained it to you. And you don't blame me for it. Thanks. So no, no, I don't. I don't hold um, you responsible. I hold digital, Maddie Collector and Digital River, River. fully responsible right. for this. Because basically, what happened was, as you guys probably know, if you've ever experienced Maddie Collector Day, uh, uh, it's it's hectic, very it, hectic. The server keeps refreshing. Uh, you get the white screen yeah, of death, white screen of death, yeah. and it, it keeps refreshing. And then what had happened was, I finally got to actually order the figure. I clicked on Add One to Cart. And then when I went to the actual billing information, yeah. I got through the entire process, entered your password, your login, all that type of stuff. When it finally got to the billing page, it started looping again. Yeah. And I was like, why is it doing this? And every time it was asking me f- to re-enter in your code on the back of your card. The three-digit code. The three-digit code. code. Yeah. And then I would try to hit submit right away because I knew it was about to loop again. Yeah. And then all of a sudden when I would do it successfully, it told me your cart's empty. And I'm like, well, what the hell? Yeah. So finally what I did is I just completely closed out of Windows Explorer, brought it back up again, re-logged back in, and it worked fine. Okay. So that's when I got your confirmation number. Yeah. Little did I know that there was eight other orders that went through. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And this happened to be on a Friday. Right. So I didn't think anything about it. I went home. Uh, I had dinner with the family. I put the kids to bed at night. Checked my email just to check the confirmation and also check my email. Right. I see there's uh, eight confirmation, nine confirmations total for Maddie Collector. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, so you. I text you like a madman. I'm like, what the F did you do? Uh, no, it wasn't like that. I'm like, dude, uh, this thing got ordered like nine times. Yeah. And you, you graciously said, you know, you, you covered it. If it's yeah. It's, I said, something happens. It's my fault. Ultimately, I will pay you the money and, t- and take the other eight figures off of your hands. I thought it was pretty funny. I'll, I'll troop build Roboto, I guess. <laughs> it's okay. I, we, we, I, luckily enough, uh, it was okay. I'm able to just uh, contacted Maddie Collector, Digital River, and they said, uh, once it comes, the UPS guy, take the one that you want, refuse delivery for the other ones. The UPS guy takes them back to their warehouse. They get it back. They open up the crates, look at the invoices, and credit back the account. But the whole thing probably takes about 30 days right. for it to wrap up. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. I just got 300 bucks sitting in limbo for about 30 days, yeah. which is cool. I mean, I've, I've yeah. got the money, luckily. Well, you'll so. get it back for the holiday. Yeah, exactly. So. For the next time they order. which <laughs> This whole thing has got me so sour on this. I mean... I hate it. It should not be this difficult to order a figure. Right. And we've harped on this till we're blue in the face. Well, especially... It should not be this difficult well, to order a figure. Especially, I've noticed with the figures now, if you wait, like... An hour afterwards, yeah, yeah. you can get them on eBay for maybe five dollars more than what they originally. And that's cost. the thing too. I mean, that's what I was telling my wife about this. I mean, it's not worth it to me. It's worth to me to pay the extra five bucks, right, to buy it secondhand market and not and deal not with put this up stuff. with this crap from these yeah. people. Yeah, it, it, it's worth it to me. Yeah, like when we went to, um, it's worth it to me now too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So if you guys ever, you know. Wanted to do that? It's it's worth it, right? Definitely. But like when I went to Columbus, I bought the Evil Inn figure. And by the time you order for twenty, which is kind of high to begin with, right? Eight dollars and some odd cents to ship it. So you might as well say thirty bucks. Right. I paid thirty five for Evil Lynn. Okay. It's worth it to me to pay the extra five six bucks to to have it and not put up with their crap. And you got to actually see it before you bought it. And, and not to put up with their crap. Right. Yeah. So. So yeah. Uh, they need to get that fixed, or so, I'm going to just jump. Total off nightmare. This line. Um, I'm going to jump off this line <laughs> if they don't get that fixed. Yeah. One correction to uh, from the last episode I wanted to mention is I'm really excited about the Walking Dead TV show coming up. Yeah, what channel is that on, buddy? Uh, yeah, that's the part I screwed up on. Yeah, uh, I said A and E. It's AMC. Okay. When it was first announced, I kept getting it stuck in my head that it was A and E. Probably a channel you watch a lot of. Oh, I do. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, A and E's Arts and Entertainment, it's a TV show. 
might be on there. AMC is American Movie Classics. Which is not a classic. It's yeah. not a classic. It's not a movie. Yeah. So I, it, got stuck in, yeah. it got stuck in my head and then when I said it. So it's AMC. This episode is going to come out before that airs. So We're going to try to get this out in the next couple of days. Yeah, so this Sunday, Halloween, it's on at 10 o'clock. October 31st. It runs from 10 o'clock until 11.30. It's an hour and a half episode. And then it runs again right after again. Yeah. So if you miss it from 10 o'clock to 11.30, you can check on it from 11.30 till 1 a.m. Like Roadhouse. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No, 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 we have to bring this up. That's like an hour discussion. No, it's not. No, it's not. All right. All right. So Avengers cartoon started. Which is good. It's on Disney XD. Yeah. Awesome cartoon. Great cartoon. Um, if you like Marvel, if you like the Avengers, definitely watch it. You can go to DisneyXD.com, watch right. it, or the channel, Disney XD channel, watch so, it there. It's really so good. So Chuck starts talking to me the one day at work and says, hey, that Avengers cartoon's going to be starting tonight. And I was like, oh, cool. And he says, did you watch any of the shorts that they did? They did about 20 shorts, each yeah, about five minutes five long. Minutes I, was long like, yeah. I was like, I think I caught one of them, but I didn't catch any other ones. He goes, oh, you can see them online. I was like, cool. So we were talking about the show, and we're excited for the show and everything else. I watch all the shorts that night so that I'm ready for the show. I DVR the show, stay up late to watch the show because I know that, hey, Chuck's going to watch the show. He's going to want to talk about it tomorrow. I come into work. You're such a good friend. You're such a good friend. I come into work and I go, hey, did you check out the show? He goes, oh, no, Roadhouse was on. (laughs) (laughs) I almost almost fucking killed you right down there. But it was Roadhouse, dude. It's Roadhouse. And, And not only that, here's the worst part. It was the TV edited version of Roadhouse. Yeah, it wasn't on like HBO or Cinemax. So or you didn't get so to see the swearing or the nudity, no. or the nudity, no. or nothing. No, it was edited for TV. It was on like MTV or VH1 movies that don't suck or something like that. So it, it doesn't. I was, I was it doesn't suck. I'll give you that. I was flipping <laughs> the channel down to Disney XD on my TV box, and I caught the beginning of Roadhouse. You could just type in the, the very beginning could, of Roadhouse. You could just. Type, I got stuck. You could just type in the numbers. I don't do that. I gotta go around the horn. Now, now you guys can do this. I mean, do you guys just type in the numbers you want to go to? If you know the cable channel. If I know the channel, I do. I go around the horn because there could be something else I want to see. Evidently, if Roadhouse is on, that's a movie I will stop what I'm doing and I will watch it no matter where it is. The part the last ten minutes or the first ten minutes. Roadhouse. I've got to watch. The it. part that kills me though is I have movies like that that I will watch no matter when they're on or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if there's a new show that's going to be on that I want to watch, I'm not going to watch something I've seen twenty. And I, I told times. you about that. I don't know if that new show is going to be as good as Roadhouse. But this one you I, did. I, a bird in the hand, baby, is worth two in the book. This one you knew was as good because you watched all the shorts. But it's Roadhouse. The shorts. <laughs> oh my God. So this this was the whole argument we had at work was like the whole lunch hour was devoted to Roadhouse. The whole no, the whole argument was me explaining to him why it was stupid, and and his only response was it was Roadhouse. That's my defense. It's Roadhouse. At <laughs> um, one time, my wife went out with her girlfriends uh, Friday night or something like that to a bar for a couple of martinis or whatever, and she left me alone with the kids, and they were to bed already. It was, right. it was like eh, probably at a nine o'clock or something like that, Eastern Standard Time. Right. Uh, she went out and she caught, I'm on the couch and she's like, well, I'll see you later. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, have a great time. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to sit here and watch a movie. She goes, oh, what you watch? I'm like, Roadhouse. It's on TBS. Right. All right, cool. So you've also seen it recently. I've seen it a lot. I've probably <laughs> seen this movie like 50, 60 times. So I'm watching Roadhouse and right after they're done playing with it is a special encore presentation of Roadhouse. <laughs> So, yes, I watched them both. I couldn't help it. And she it came on again. And I've got to watch home. it. She came home, and she's like, you're still watching that movie? I'm like, they played it twice. She's like, the same movie back to back? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, 
He watched them both. I'm like, it's Roadhouse. What am I going to do? I, it's I, like my kryptonite. I've got to watch I it. I don't get that at all. I love that movie, dude. It, I can't even do that with Star Wars. <laughs> I, I watched Star Wars on Spike when they played on TV. Yeah, but I can't watch watch it and then watch it again. I probably could. Oh. But normally they play like uh, episode 4, then episode 5, then episode 6. Right. That I can handle. And I, even though I've got them on DVD, I've yeah. watched them on TV. And that's the difference between you and me also we talked about is when... A, a movie comes out on TV that I have on DVD and I see it and I go, oh, I'd like to watch that. I will go get the DVD and watch it that way rather than watch it on TV with commercials. But they're and, already playing it on TV for me. And edited. It takes me two seconds to go get the DVD. But sometimes the commercials make me like, I, okay, I got, I got two minutes. I can go use the bathroom or I can come back or I can go grab a snack. Get some Doritos and come back. Or I have this. It gives me. Time. I have this great invention for that. The remote control on a DVD. <laughs> it's called pause. <laughs> I, I, maybe it's just I'm lazy or I just nostalgic for commercials. I think you're just. I don't know. I think you're just weird. <laughs> I, I don't know. But anyways, the Avengers cartoon is very yeah, awesome. Ava- Avengers cartoon is very good. It is very definitely good. check that out if you're not checking it out because you eventually watch it online. Yeah. 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 No, I, no, I just, I just no, I didn't watch the the original episode, the first two episodes online. Oh, I caught it the Saturday. Oh, they did encore. They did encore okay. on Saturday and Sunday. Okay, so and, they weren't, and they weren't doing an encore of Roadhouse. Not to my knowledge, <laughs> but I would have watched it. All right, you guys bad me about that. Roadhouse is a good movie. You yeah. guys know I, it is a good movie. <coughs> oh man, take a drink, compose yourself. I'm just laughing. It is a good movie. It is. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying it's not one that I'm going to skip to watch something brand new that I know is going to be good. <laughs> so. All right, that's where we differ. Get, let's get into the issues. <laughs> all right, right, so anyways, uh, all right, so let's Any go. questions? Uh, yeah, we did have one question from Nick. Okay. Uh, you're going to like this. He wanted to know how it felt to take a beating from your co-host. Ouch. In fantasy football. Uh, yeah. 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 I lost, guys. Yeah. How, how many times did you lose to me? Twice. Right. And how uh, close together? Yeah, week to week, back to back. Yeah, we, yeah. we're in a work league with yeah, some guys I'm, from work, and I'm I really played Chuck. A, I'm pretty ashamed. And I beat him. And then... Like a rented pack mule. Yeah, and then the next week... No, you only beat me by seven I only beat you by time. a few points, right. But this, then the, this one, the Star Joe's League. The Star Joe's League. I was pretty well handled. Yeah, yeah, I beat you by almost 40 points. Tony Romo got knocked out of the game by the Giants in the first quarter. It didn't matter. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was pretty much done. You were done before Tony Romo played. Yeah, um... My team's not very good, guys. I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, no, they are. I need a quarterback because Romo's done. Well, for the now season. you're not good. The only thing I got left is Jay Cutler, right? And it probably ain't going to work out. No. So I'm going to put it out there. I'm either going to pick up a quarterback or somebody's got to trade me a quarterback. Yeah. So your I got te- some pieces to trade. Yeah, your team was good. If anybody's got a quarterback out there, I'm yeah. willing to take on yeah. some offers. Your team was good because you were five and two or five, five and, one. and one. I'm five yeah. and two now. Now you're five and two. Yeah, and the only two people I lost to were uh, you and Nick. Yeah. Great. That's perfect. The two people are close enough to rub it in. Hey, I said on the forums, too, I said, if I lose all my games except the two I play against you, I will be a happy man. Yeah, well, mission accomplished. (laughs) (laughs) So one down, probably about one more to go. Yeah, I know. So, uh... All right, so let, uh, that was uh, the only question we had. So yeah, but it, it feels it feels bad, Nick. It feels real bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and you got me a coke because uh, yeah. that was the bet. Yeah, that was the wager. So all right, so uh, let's enjoy go ahead. Your, enjoy your coke. Thank you. I will. Uh, let's Star go. Joe is brought to you by Coca Cola. <laughs> Have a coke and a smile. That's right. And shut the fuck up. Wow. <laughs> Did you ever hear that on uh, Eddie Murphy? I think it was Raw or something like that. I've seen that, but it's or might been may have been Richard Pryor or something like that. He's like, oh, I mean, yeah, tell, he's like, tell Bill, Bill Cosby have a, a coke and a smile. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, man, we're going to have to do top comedians sometime. All right, I'm, I'm well versed in that. Let's get into these issues. All right, so let's go ahead and uh, jump into the issues. Go into our from Springfield to Tatooine. Uh, well, let's let's do a hyperspace review first. Ooh, bonus! Oh yeah, we're going to start with the. Uh, well, let's go ahead and jump into that uh, hyperspace review. Hyperspace review. All right, thanks, uh, OU812. Uh, glad you could stop in and uh, fill that spot for us. Uh, what I'm going to be covering is actually Star Wars Legacy. Okay. Uh, I'm only going to cover the first issue this time, because that's all I prepared for. Nice. Uh, but <laughs> One's better than nothing, guys. Right, but we're going to cover all these issues, because they actually have a six-issue story arc coming up in yes. December. And I'm hoping to get us through all of those issues. Yeah, we'll cover the rest of them in November, and then we'll do the uh, the new six issue in December. Right, exactly. So I'm only covering issue number one, but then in the next upcoming episodes, we'll cover a whole bunch of them. So okay. Uh, so Star Wars Legacy number one. This actually came out about the same time as uh, the Old Republic. Okay. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic. So it was. We've gone through that series already. So so a long time ago in a galaxy far. This is far actually away. not that long ago. Two weeks ago. <laughs> this takes place in the future of the Star Wars, so it might be taking place now. Now. So. Then now or now now? Soon. Soon. <laughs> so, so uh, Colonel Sanders, chicken. <laughs> so, uh, Star Wars Legacy number one. On Osis, which is a, a Jedi, well-known Jedi place, the Jedi Temple is under attack, and this Jedi Knight Wolf Sazen and Cole Skywalker are defending the attack of Darth Nil and the Sith so that Cade Skywalker... Uh, and Shadow Vow and the other younglings that are there can escape. Cade doesn't want to leave his father, but he's ordered to, and Wolf Sazen uh, has, just as he's ordered to, Wolf Sazen has his right arm sliced off and is stabbed by Darth Nil. So Cade actually runs out to aid his father, but he's ordered to take Wolf to the ship and to leave. Cade does, and and then to save Wolf's life, he taps into the, a powerful healing ability through the Force, which kind of borders on the dark side, since it's done in fear and anger. You know, he's afraid his master's about right. to die, so yeah. he taps into this power. Uh, Cade watches from the ship as Darth Nil takes down his father. Oh, wow. So. Witnesses the death. Yes. So, uh, a lot of, I put a little dark side in you. A lot of daddy issues in Star Wars. Oh, man, that's why I like Thor. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, got him. I got him bad. To uh, Carry on. <laughs> to escape the enemy ships, Cade goes into a fighter ship that was on the transport and in anger blasts several of them before his ship is blasted itself. Wolf senses that Cade is alive still, and since they, uh, since they are master in Padawan, and they have a deeper bond now that Cade brought him back to life. Okay. So they got this deep bond between... Master and apprentice. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, uh, you brought me back to life. I think I would have a deep bond with you. I don't want to have a deep bond with you. Nice. Read out. I'll let you die. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Star and Ryan. <laughs> but, but they can't. Uh, they can't go back for Cade now, uh, or they won't survive. So they make the jump for hyperspace. Emperor Rowan Fell is alerted to the victory on Osis. and Darth Crate shows up with Darth Malady, Darth Nil, and Darth Warlock. And Malibu Barbie. No. <laughs> I like the name, the play on the names. You got Malady, which is like illness. Right, illness. Yeah. Uh, you got Darth Nil, which is like nothing. Okay. It's like internet Nils, famous. yeah. <laughs> nothing. And uh, Darth Warlock, kind of like Warlock. Yeah. So Darth Crate, and Crate is after a Crate Dragon, which is, is a Star right, Wars yeah, creature. Yeah. Darth Crate takes over as the Emperor by striking down Rowan Fell. Uh, he forces Grand Admiral Morlish, uh, Morlish Veed, to be the first to swear allegiance to him. Veed uh, 
it has shown no uh, knew of the takeover that was about to happen, but thought it meant that he would be placed as emperor uh, instead. And his confidant is actually says, you know, just bide your time and everything else. So now we got Darth Crates actually in charge of the entire. He's the new emperor now. Okay, he's got a Sith running rampant. We got Kate Skywalker. Who is lost in space? He went rogue, and we actually do. We actually do find out that Rowan Fell that was actually an impersonator. That wasn't the true Rowan Fell. Oh. so they actually find out that Rowan Fell is still out there. Still out there, yeah. So that's not good for Darth Crate. So he wants to hunt them down. Okay. So we've got a Skywalker. We got yeah, a Skywalker who, loose. We got a Sith loose. Yeah. So so some good That'll stuff. Meet up. Yeah. Good stuff coming up ahead. We'll so probably meet up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So so that was issue number one. Uh, uh, and you actually, I remember a while back, you actually read the issue. Right. But it was something I haven't read for like four years, because the series went for 50 issues. Yeah. So I had to go back and reread <laughs> issue one, which was actually cool, because I liked the issue when I read it. So it was cool to reread it again, now that I know all the characters. Yeah, sometimes it's good to go back and reread your comics, because yeah. you get a different perspective. Different perspective. Because you've learned a lot of things in a couple of years' right. time, and you go back and read it, and you find little Easter eggs that they yeah. kind of Yeah, you find out, out, oh, they set these things up a yeah, long exactly. time ago, and everything yeah. else, which is really cool. So so that was uh, uh, issue number one, and like I said, we'll cover a lot more issues uh, in upcoming episodes, Okay, but I wanted to kind of kick that off with uh, with the first issue, so... With that, let's go ahead into yeah, the hyperspace review. Yeah, so we'll go into our uh, from Springfield to Tatooine. From Springfield to Tatooine. Okay, yeah. Uh, Springfield to Tatooine. What we're going to do is cover some GI Joe books, uh, Transformer books here, uh, and Star, Star Wars, Wars books. Yeah. So the, the usual trio here. Yeah. Uh, what we got here is GI Joe Hearts and Minds number five. I'll kick off with that here. This is the last of this book. Yep. So this is the last of the five parts here, Hearts and Minds by Max Brooks. And what we're going to start doing now, I I think you and I kind of agreed with, and a lot of the listeners seem to like the same thing. We had a lot of listener feedback saying, hey, could you guys tell us if, you know, what your opinion is in the sense of how you would rate these books? Yeah, would you buy it, borrow it, or pass it? Pass it, yeah. Or, like, giving it a rating of, like, 1 to 10, 1 to 5, 1 to 10, something like that. So we're going to kind of do what the CGS guys do, buy, borrow, or pass. Right. But we didn't want to totally rip them off. Right. So, so we wanted to kind of 80s and cheeky. Yeah, we wanted to make it our own. Yeah. So we're going with a buy, borrow, or snarf. Buy, borrow, or snarf it. Yeah, so uh, snarf, is, as you guys know, is not a character I like very much. I'm not too fond of him either. And, but, uh, uh, well, you like him a little more than I do. Probably more than you. He He's one of those characters that is the bad part of those cartoon series. Yeah, snarf, snarf. You know, you got snarf, orco, all those type of characters. Well, the Thundercats actually had the burble bears, too. which Yeah, that was pretty bad, too. Horrible. <laughs> well, the character's blue. But snarf just sounded fun. Yeah. It sounded like a fun thing to throw and in. And it's his. snarf it. It's almost like smurf it. Yeah. But we didn't go to get that. Smurf, Smurfs. We yes. like Smurfs. Well, not only that, but Smurf it usually was always a good thing. Well, Smurf can be any. Action it can be anything, yeah, but yeah. most of the time they were like, "That's Smurfy." That like it was yeah. good. Smurf you. Snarf doesn't sound like it should be <laughs> no. good. So buy, borrow, or snarf. Right. So that's what we're going to do with these issues. Uh, a couple of them that I covered, you didn't have a chance to read, but we'll still. Uh, I'll still give my rating on them. Sure. But uh, but why don't you go ahead and and I will snarf those. No. No. <laughs> Why don't you go into uh, the G.I. Joe Hearts and Minds? Yeah, G.I. Joe Hearts and Minds number five, the last set here. Uh, this will be available in trade. Right. Uh, what we have here is we have a Cobra Soldier and Blowtorch. Right. Uh, we start off with the Cobra Soldier. It states uh, pretty much anyone, anywhere can be a Cobra uh, for any reason, any walk of life, rich or poor, female, male, black or white, it doesn't matter. 
anybody can be a Cobra. Everybody has different issues while they join. Everybody's getting something different out of it. And Cobra will offer anything to you or tell you anything to make you join. Right. You got issues with your family. We'll take care of that for you. You're alone. Hey, you're, we're your family now. So anybody, any walk of life could be a Cobra. Hey, you're a bully. You like to pick on people? Yeah. Come with us. Yeah. Let me get the blowtorch one issue here. Um, the story. Uh, it starts with fire, uh, flame. It's primal. It's evolved. Uh, you go from prey to predator, from hunter to hunted, uh, from hunter to the hunted, uh, from torch to flamethrower. It's just, it plays on the caveman, the primal yeah. essence of fire. Right. Pretty much, so. The thing I, I liked with the uh, Cobra one was I liked how they followed, like, these three main recruits through right. it. it was, you have, it you have was a couple cool. different people. And, like I said, that's why they go into it for different reasons. They never really give them any names, I don't think. But no, they just, where, where you're from, why your reason you're joining Cobra. And next thing you what know. What you want to get out of it. They're all alike. They all end up being the same thing, and they all end up getting the same thing out of it in the end. Yeah, they, you know, one guy joins for vengeance, for desperation, for poverty, for boredom, and they're the nameless, faceless legion of Cobra. Right. And uh, this time, what we'll probably do is we'll probably go, uh, we'll probably give each issue a rating uh, after we cover it, but in the future, just because Chuck hasn't read all of them, but next time Chuck will have read all of them, including the Star Wars ones. Oh, yeah. So we'll probably give an overall rundown of, yeah. like, by Borrow or Schnarf. Uh, but this time we'll probably cover each one. So uh, what, what would you give this one? I, just because I have the other four, I would put it a buy. Okay. Um, if you don't have the other four and you see it on the <clears throat> shelf. Yeah. This issue is not that great. I would say snarf it. I would snarf it. Because here's the reason why. I have loved this series. I would buy the first four issues. Well, I would, I would just to complete the issue right. number five. I mean, right. That's why I say I would buy number five because I have the other four. Right. If I didn't have the other four and I saw it sitting there, would I buy it? No. No, because even though I like the first story yeah. in there, the art's Howard Chaykin, which I don't really yeah, like. Yeah, I don't really care for it, yeah. And then the Blowtorch story, I like the art. But I don't like the story. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really care for that one. Where most and it's other, a downer because I like that character. Yeah, that. and most of the stories in these in the previous issues were actually better, better, a lot better. <coughs> oh, yeah. So the story, definitely, definitely. even when even though I didn't like Howard Chaykin art, I still liked the story a lot of times. So right. yeah, for that one, that's a kind of a snarf for me. Yeah, it's it, so. it's a buy because I have the other four. But if I didn't, I'm snarfing it. Yeah. All right. Okay, uh, I'll do another one here really quick. Okay. Uh, with a G.I. Joe ongoing, number 23, uh, Dixon and Akins. Okay. So it's just a G.I. Joe regular G.I. Joe continuity book here. What we open up here is we see Agent Helix. Right. Which we had that one-shot special on. Yeah. She's training with Snake Eyes. Uh, we see then Hawk, Stalker, and Scarlet discuss how to stop and capture Cobra with the new mass device they got where they can send recruits from one part to another and zap them back. Uh, okay, and then we pan to Section Prime here where the Baroness attacks Destro, because we left off at that issue yep. there, where um, she meets Destro in the Cobra uniform, and he set up the evening meeting with her. So she's in a black evening gown. So she attacks Destro here uh, until the Cobra commander stops her and tells her that Destro is now part of Cobra, not to do that. Right. You guys need to work it out. Play <laughs> nice in a sandbox. Yeah. Bad girl. Yeah. Naughty, naughty little Baroness. <laughs> then meanwhile, back at the pit here... Duke talks to Scarlet, and he sees, uh, they're on top of a catwalk, like, and they see Agent Helix and, um, Snake Eyes together as they walk from their training class there. Then Duke and Scarlet talk a little bit more about how to stop Cobra and what the mission is, and then he leaves her, Duke leaves her, and he tells her, you know, I, I'll, I'll gotta go, I see you have other things on your mind right now. Right. So she's steadily watching Snake Eyes and Helix 
maybe there's some kind of romantic hookup between Helix and Snake Eyes, and Scarlet's a little right. jealous. That's what Duke's thinking. And then she does a little turn on the catwalk. We'll turn on the catwalk. Yeah. <laughs> the right said Fred. Shake my little tush on the catwalk. You didn't think you'd sneak that by me, did you? No. All right. I knew you knew that one. All right, thank God. Okay, uh, so the Joes are ordered to stake out different locations, different places where they think Cobra will strike, because there's no way of actually knowing right. where the next uh, mass attack will be. Then we go to Stalker, Rakondo, and Leatherneck, which is a good trio. I like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that was a great trio. It was a good trio, yeah. I would have maybe put Gung Ho in there other than Leatherneck, but that's fine. But we haven't really they're seen They're both Leather- Marines. Yeah, and we haven't really seen Leatherneck yet. Yeah, they're, they're both Marines. They're so, good. I'm okay I with it. I think it was to help introduce some of these characters. But, yeah, and so they're in West Africa there, and they're waiting for a Cobra to attack again. And then Cobra strikes, so they capture a Cobra soldier, and they kill the other ones there. Right. Uh, and they attack, they capture him, and they put him into a lead line box before the Cobra could pull him back. Can with teleport thing. him yeah. back, yeah. And they make a little comment in there about lead line box. This is some kind of comic book thing, isn't it? Yeah. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and then they put the box into the, the Armadillo tank, which was an actual yep. G.I. Joe vehicle toy you could buy. And then they leave. Um, so the mass returns the other Cobra bodies... Four went out, three came back, to, uh, back to the to Cobra Section Zero there. So uh, back at the pit here, they're interrogating him. Uh, he has no DNA matches to anybody on file, no fingerprints, right. and he's not talking. Right. So back at Section Zero, the four troops that were sent out, three of the bodies come back. They don't know what happened to the third, to the other guy, the last guy here, the one guy, and they have to answer to Cobra Commander. Yeah, and he's not happy. He ain't happy. No. We need, to, we need a body. Right. <laughs> then we pan to Rome. Somewhere in Rome, an unidentified man is being chased through the streets uh, of Rome here. And at the end, he's killed by Storm Shadow. Yeah. But we don't know why or who he is. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a mystery. So that's, that's where the, we leave off. I think that's the only part I really didn't like about the I issue. think you I think you're going to like it next issue because oh, yeah, yeah. it'll be explained. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be explained, but like I was like, who is this guy, and why do I care that he's getting killed? Yeah, I don't know, but I can't wait to find out. And then t- and the, the title or the the front of the book is Storm Shadow, right? You don't see his face or nothing, and I'm like, oh, cool, finally Storm, Storm Shadow. Shadow. He's introduced, and then you see him the last. He's page. on the last freaking page. <laughs> yeah, you got nothing. It's like and, on the last page. And granted, he looks awesome. Oh, that's a cool shot. That's a killer shot. Yeah, but <laughs> no pun intended. Exactly. We should have titled the episode "To Be Continued" and just use that shot. That's awesome. Because um, you got a gothic little chair in the background there. Yeah. You got Storm Shadow. Oh, it looks with sweet. With some blood on his sword. you but got like, a dead guy laying there. But yeah, like you said, that's the thing that just bugged me. Is like, okay, who's this guy and why is Storm Shadow? I don't know. Him? We're going to find out. Apparently, Cobra sent him to go kill somebody. So um, we got that. I even like that, that first shot on the first page of, of Helix. Helix. Yeah. She looks badass there. I'll tell you what, dude. If she's going to start making regular appearances in a comic book, I may have to go buy that figure. I know. I kind of regret not getting it. I do, too. And I passed on it from the uh, Rise of Cobra, the movie line. Right. I'm like, well, you know, whatever. Well, and here's the thing. Special figure, here's the thing, blah, blah, too, blah. is that they actually made Helix really cool in this issue. Yeah, she's like, and they explain her they training tra- and stuff. They so explain her training. I, I didn't want to go into it too so much she, so you guys yeah, can so read it. So. Yeah, so she's not really super powered. She, they kind of explain, like, why she's able to do what she does. Yeah. And she's not a ninja, but she has a little yeah. cap- special abilities. She basically does what I do, which is I try to think of every scenario that's going to happen, and she before get, it happens, before yeah. it happens, and she gets ready for every. Scenario. But she does it like an idiot solvant, right? Exactly. So, um, and I'm just an idiot. So, word, yeah. <laughs> I'll for that. But yeah, I figured that maybe a future episode we'll actually cover that Helix special because we ne- we never covered it on the show. We never did. I don't think we did. Um, I thought we did. I'll go back and listen, but I don't oh, think no, we... Oh, don't do that. Fuck. We'll <laughs> just do it again. We'll just do it again. But <laughs> Fuck I, that. Yeah, I don't think we ever covered it. Oh, wow. Because I think it came out before we started this whole thing. Maybe. So, 
So we'll cover the Helix Origin special. Yeah. Um, it was a special one-shot, which wasn't bad. Was, oh, yeah. It was good. As far as this issue, uh, rating system, I would buy it. I would buy this one. Yeah, heavily uh, buy The art is awesome. It's awesome. Art's awesome. The story's good. The story's good. The references to new characters. Yeah, very, very characters. colorful. I, I like it. There's the shot where they finally capture the guy, and they were, they show all the other teams, and you get to see characters yeah. like Snow Job. Yeah, they're, and, uh, see, they're, they uh, spread them out through different locations. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was just kind of cool to see some of these other characters. Yeah. Downtown made an appearance again. Yeah, you got Cover Girl. Yeah, so so, that yeah. Was, so this is a definite buy for me. Buy, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, what do you got? Do you want to stick with G.I. Joe? Yeah, sure, go All ahead. Alright, so what I'm going to cover, let me find my freaking notes here. Um, I am going to cover Cobra, the G.I. Joe Cobra special. Okay. No, number two. Alright. Uh, so with this one, it's a $4.99 cover price. That's a pretty hefty book. Uh, it's a hefty book. Double but, issue. But what you get is you do get a a big story in it, yeah, and then you get a short story that's going to actually it's appear. Ex- excerpts from a, a novel, right? It's going to be a novel call, uh, coming out that's called GI Joe Tales from the Cobra Wars, yeah. And I haven't had a chance to read it yet. I haven't either. I am going to read it before our next episode, okay. so I'll, I'll no, give no a photos in that one. Guys. No photos in that <laughs> one. I will read it. I'll give a synopsis our next episode. I'll wait um, for that. <laughs> but uh, but there's there's a lot of material here. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I actually feel this was worth the four ninety nine. It was good. Because was good. because of the extra stuff you're getting. We'll, we'll rate it when you're done. Yeah, I know. Um, so anyways, we got uh, Miss Latine, uh, who if you remember is from the Cobra series. She was captured by the Joes, and she says she would be an informant. Right. Uh, she's in a cell, and she's visited by a woman that's going by the name of Firewall. This Firewall asks uh, Miss Latine about her family, which, based on the conversation, seems like she's done this several times already. She never really, she explains that she never really saw her parents and was basically raised by the groundskeeper named Pham. She went to private school and her mom only visited her once while she was in private school. And Firewall asked her, well, what did you guys talk about? And she goes, we really nothing. So she said she heard a year after her mom's visit that her mom and dad were killed. And from there she was uh, made her way to Europe and that's where Cobra found her. Okay. Firewall reveals to her that they found her mom and that her mom actually wasn't killed. They take her to a room where they show her mom in like a holding room. And in order for her to see her mom, they want her to disguise herself as the Baroness and break into a Cobra base for some information that they need. And then she can see her mom. So she does this, and she even takes out a Cobra agent who knows she was not the Baroness. Evidently someone that the Baroness had a little... Uh, yeah, romantic interlude with. Yeah, yeah, romantic interlude. It was a Crimson Guard guy, and well, uh, it was so one night stand. Let's be honest. So she ended up uh, tying the guy up, yeah, and not in a good way, right? And now I noticed that she tied him up and held him, and she didn't kill him. And then she didn't kill him, but then she did. Exactly. So she well, not at first, not at first, right, not at first. But then she ended up realizing that she needs to make sure that it looks like the <laughs> looks Baroness. like exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. And this guy knows that she's not the Baroness, right. so she ends up killing him. Yeah, you have to. Right. Uh, and that was a pretty gruesome scene, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. We find out that uh, when her mom visited her, their little flashback, at school, her mom was telling her that she was not wanted around anymore. So when yeah. she graduates from school, she's like, there's a trust fund set up for you. You need to go away. And we find out that her dad, that she's known for years, wasn't actually her real father. And we don't know. Her mother never reveals who her father really was. Right. So it's more daddy issues. Basically, <laughs> the mom, her mom said, you know, you were my revenge for the life I was forced to live. Right. So basically, I slept with somebody and had a child on purpose to get revenge. Yeah. And so she feels like, well, I'm a little shit then, I guess, basically. Yeah. So, not born out of love. <laughs> no, not born out of love. So 
because of this, she knows that that woman in that room was not her mom. Exactly, yeah. So it's like, well, why did she do this whole mission if she knew all along that wasn't yeah, her mom? Yeah, yeah. So and why are they going to the extremes to pretend it's her mom right. to get her to do something right. when she knows it's not? So yeah. So she just realizes the reason that she did it is because she's going to use the Joes just like they've been using her. She's going to play them. Yeah. She's going to play them. And so they said, well, they actually, because she was so successful, they decided they're going to bring her in as an agent. Right. And they said, well, you need a name. And she says, well, I heard one just recently became available. I am Chameleon. Yeah. And if you remember from the Cobra issues, Chameleon quit because she wasn't happy with how the whole Chuckles situation happened. Right. So she quit, stopped being called Chameleon, and now Miss Latina is known as Chameleon. Yeah. So, pretty cool story. Yeah, it's 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 a story. Um, it's a good story. It's yeah. self-contained. Uh, it did bring a little bit back, to, like you said, the G.I. Joe Cobra, the right. original stuff. Four ninety nine price. That's rough. I would give it a borrow. I would give it a borrow for... The price and a little bit for the art. I like the art. The art was good. I could have had better art. The, um, the, the ongoing is better. It's Antonio Fuso, who I do like. The ongoing art, the, the uh, G.I. Joe ongoing is a lot better. But, well, yeah. The story's good. It's okay. It's, it's good enough to read. I'm not going to say don't read it. Right. Because you need to read it. Don't buy it. The thing that... I would borrow. Yeah, the thing that's... Uh, if like you look close to me, you can borrow mine. If you're someone that likes to read... It might be a buy because you do get that short story, and it's not a short, short story. And that's, and that's yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty healthy. How many pages? Count those pages oh, really geez. quick. Because it gives you the experts, uh, the excerpts. <laughs> I'm sorry, experts. It gives you the... <laughs> excerpt. Yeah. Hey, Bert! <laughs> it gives you the excerpts of the G.I. Joe novel that's coming out, so you can read that a couple, and you can decide to see if that's something that you want to invest your money in in that ongoing novel there. Also, you get the G.I. Joe comic issue, so you do get two stories... So they do pack a lot in for it for the money, but in today's economy, you got to look at the five dollar. You know, that's two other issues through DCBS I could have had instead of buying this one issue. So I mean, you do get a lot for your money, but what actually happens about thirty three pages of of novel of novel. Yeah, you do Which get is a lot. Pretty good. I mean, it, it's like a chapter. Yeah, it's a chapter of a book. Yeah, you do get a lot of it. So, and that's why I'm saying borrow it. Definitely yeah. read it. Check it out. You, you, you're going to want to read the comic part, definitely. Yeah. If you like the novel thing, it might be something that you want to buy. Right. If you don't like the novel, you're not into The only problem is, though, too, if you're going to buy the novel anyways, you might not you want might to not buy that. Buy yeah. this because you're going to you get already this, have it. You're going to get the story in the novel, too. But if you're someone that's just like, I'd like to read a 30-some page short story on G.I. Joe, yeah. then it's probably worth the four ninety nine. But, yeah, I would give it a borrow. I would um, give it a borrow, too. So, all right. Uh, is there another uh, Joe book? You yes, got there? I have a couple other Joe books to cover here. Actually, all right, let's cover those, and then we'll uh, all right. do the Transformers, or so, uh, Star Wars, or something. We got the infamous uh, GI Joe uh, Origins yeah. number nineteen. This is the silent issue. Yeah, so n- nothing needs to be said, right? <laughs> it's pretty hard. Uh, yeah, definitely yeah. go back. No, sorry. <laughs> Here. Now, this, this is a tribute. It goes back to G.I. Joe Marvel, G.I. Joe issue number 21. Right. The silent issue. Which was confusing to me. Why couldn't they wait two more issues? I know. What's that heck, all right? <laughs> Why not wait two more issues, guys? Right. Uh, Larry Hamill. Uh, hello, buddy. <laughs> and there's actually a special incentive cover that I think... Uh, I wanted to get that. ...was done just yeah. like the original it's, it's silent a, it's issue. It's a 
mock-up of that yeah, cover. Yeah, exactly. Only redone. So basically what happens is there's a there's a uh, big jumbo plane that's flying, it's got snake eyes in it, and they get hit by these sound waves, which I assume is why all of a sudden this becomes a silent issue, because I think all of a sudden snake eyes can't hear anything. Well, no, I think all the communication's knocked out by that. Right, but I think, I, I think like, because even when they show guns blasting and everything else... He doesn't. There's no noise. There's no blam blam and all that type of nah, stuff. I, don't, I think it's because yeah. Snake Eyes covers his ears, so I thought well maybe he he's deaf now for temporarily. So he lands uh, for a mission and he sees a wolf uh, trapped, trapped in barbed wire. Fence. Barbed wire. He cuts him loose. You always gotta have that fucking wolf with that guy, right? <laughs> all right. Well, here's here's my whole thinking with this issue. Yeah. Uh, I'll just kind of say it now. It's an origins issue. I, it's what I thought. Too. I think it's the origin of timber. How he met Timber. How he met yeah, Timber. Sure, yeah. Because it's not a Snake Eyes it's origin. It's not a Snake Eyes origin no, issue. No, it's not no. a Snake Eyes origin. So well, maybe it's a Timber origin with a classic throwback to a silent issue. Which yeah. It just, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. So uh, so he cuts the wolf loose even though it's going to tip off that uh, where he's at and everything else. Yeah, because it triggers an alarm that right. he cut the barbed wire. Uh, a silent alarm. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> silent alarm, of course. So all of a sudden uh, these guys in a snowmobile show up. Snake Eyes takes them out. There's these. Was there a doubt? There's these guys that I assume work for Cobra. That's another thing. They're, yeah, it's not really known if it's Cobra. The or, bad guys. Yeah. yeah, the bad guys are not recognizable. Some kind of cartel or something. So yeah. who knows? They're not There's recognizable. No insignia on them. There's no yeah. uniforms. There's nothing recognizable about them. So I don't really know why I even. Other care. than they're shooting his snake yeah. guys. I don't know why I care that he's going after these. Yeah, guys. I don't. I don't know why they're going after. There's no mission. There's so, nothing. It's just him doing it. So they open up. A, a, they're going to take a helicopter out to go try to track down uh, the plane. And just as they open up for the helicopter, Snake Eyes jumps in with the snowmobile. Yeah. And nice starts slicing and shooting yeah, and everything else. Slicing dice is way Yeah, there. and he, he grabs a wrench from this guy that was going to swing it at him. Yeah. And he takes the wrench, and these doors are about to close. He throws the wrench into there, and he does this flip up yeah, in the air. to wedge him open. He, and yeah. he flips, goes upside down, and actually shoots the guys that were behind him. Yeah, with an Uzi. With an Uzi. Love it. Uh, takes out the two head people, I guess, of... Of whatever this agency is, he gets the information, which is target. It's some type of targeting processor. He plugs that in there, takes it out, and all of a sudden their whole system is taken out. Yeah. Uh, he sets some grenades out, blows up some people, and then there's just an awesome shot there. Yeah, that's of a Snake Eyes standing nice there with photo. an Uzi, and you're going to see this shot for this episode. That's so the you, episode you, cover. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll know what this this image looks like. Takes pretty out, sweet. Pretty he sweet. basically takes out a bunch of other guys. He goes running off into the snow. He plays Rambo and runs off. And they're there. coming after him with snowmobiles. And then, lo and behold, all of a sudden, a pack of wolves show up. Who comes to save the day? The wolf he rescued. T- Timber and his You buddies. knew it was coming. You saw it coming when he cut the wolf loose. Right. Hey, uh, I'm going to do you a good favor here. You're going to come back and save my butt, right? Right. They they all eat up the, the guy, the bad guys. Snake Eyes sets up a balloon, and but the helicopter shows up with the two main bad characters that he kind of took out before, and they're ready to shoot him down, but he points out the fact that he threw his sword, which I don't know when the hell he did that. Yeah, he hit their, <laughs> hit their gas or it something hit like their that. gas line, so they actually go down, and just as they are going down, he gets picked up by the, the, rescue the plane balloons, again. Yeah. And the helicopter, they, have, they, they have a cable and they hook onto the balloon and they yeah, snag him. Yeah, exactly. Like, like how uh, uh, Batman, Dark Knight. Yeah, Batman the Dark Knight. Did, yeah. yeah. So what he does is uh, he gets hauled back in. The helicopter goes down, but amazingly doesn't blow up. <laughs> and they're caught. The bad guys are well, caught. What's out of gas? And they don't die either. No, they're upside down. And Timber shows up again. The, the wolf's pack, yeah, comes shows in, up and they're and... evidently going to eat their face off. Well, there you go. <laughs> so the silent issue. So that's the silent issue. 
This was a snarf for me. <laughs> really? You didn't yeah. like it? Well, here's the thing. I really like the art. The art's amazing. So if you want really cool looking art yeah. of Snake Eyes, yeah. get this issue. I, I say buy this issue if you're buying the regular ongoing just to complete it, just to have it so you don't have a hole in your the, the story, story. The story sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's a borrow. It's, it's not believable to it's me a, at all. It's a borrow just for the art. This this is a snarf for me. It's so. a borrow just for the art. Yeah. It, it's very disappointing because the silent issue is it, so it, cool. It could have been so cool, yeah. There was the so original much. silent issue, if you haven't checked it out, G.I. Joe Marvel number 21. Yeah. Definitely check that out. That's way better than Somebody this. Uh, actually did this. They went on to a description of the silent issue on Wikipedia and went to a silent issue description of this issue for the story. And the story for the original silent issue, 21, yeah. was like super long because so much stuff happened. Oh, yeah. And this one... so much. I think he won some kind of award for that yeah. issue. He packed so much into that issue... Without saying anything. Without saying a word. And this one was two paragraphs. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh... If if you're going to collect like we do and put the entire run together... That's the only reason to buy it. Buy it. That's the only reason to buy if it. If not, and you want to look at the art... If you want that image of Snake Eyes for a pinup, yeah. <laughs> then cut cool. it out. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a snarf for me. So, All right, so I also have G.I. Joe Origins number 20. Okay. Uh, so we're in Bangladesh, and we see some uh, guys showing up to provide relief due to a flood and... Some hungry people there, but we find out that they actually work for Cobra, and this is being told by a Dr. Lester Horvath. Who's that by? Oh, sorry, this is actually by writer David LaFam, and art by Werther Del Deladera. Yeah. So. Okay, um, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just for future reference, the cover on that book sucks. Oh, the cover's awful. Yeah, I don't like it at all. The, uh, doesn't tell me who the cover is by. They're so. ashamed. To put Might their be Deladera also. They're ashamed to put their name in that book. Yeah, it. I didn't like the cover at no, all. No, I didn't like it at all. It looks like uh, they're about to have tacos together or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it looks like some kind of peasant It's, it's like Feed the Children, which I, I'm sure is what they were going some for. Some kind of telethon. Yeah, or something. but I didn't like it. All right, go ahead. Continue. It almost made me not want to read the issue. <laughs> it, it, it went to the bottom of the stack, as you see. Yeah. yeah. Is Dr. Lester Horvath talking about this and how he runs an international humanitarian aid foundation. But it's actually known, it's actually uh, a front for Cobra. And what they're actually doing is... Aren't all telephone yes. agencies a front for Cobra? <laughs> so what they're actually trying to do is they're actually trying to find people to recruit. Basically unknowns mm-hmm. that they can recruit. And what he does is he has them take this system called the Loam Test, which is an aptitude test, and it ranks people 1 through 8. And it's based on this guy named Albert Loam, who's a serial killer, yeah, <laughs> and who murdered, tortured, and broiled... Upwards of 400 Asians over a 40-year span. Well, you know, hey, everybody needs a hobby. Every half hour, you get hungry again. So. Wow! <laughs> wow! Okay. You were thinking it. <laughs> I, yeah, well, yeah. He boiled them. I'm sure he ate them. Probably. So, after... You don't go through the trouble if you're not going to. Right. After this, uh... After killing all these... that's just nasty. Right. After killing all these people, the serial killer turned 70. Yeah, okay. And he turned himself in. He confessed to everything. Just to kind of stroke his own ego. Yeah. Well, what is... Either that or last right. You know, the end's coming pretty soon. Yeah. So, So this... uh, repent. Dr. Lester Horvath actually started talking to him and and developed his theories into this aptitude test. Mm -hmm. Where, like I said, there's a ranking one through eight. And one is like a total, will do anything he's told, has no brain function of his own. And an eight is somebody that's a total dreamer yeah. that, that is almost like... Can take over the world. He's a world changer, yeah. yeah, is what he is. And he says, I've never met a total one, and I've never really met... A, I've only met one total eight, 
and that was uh, the serial killer. Yeah. So basically, what happens is they they take the test, and he explains how the whole ranking works and everything else. And all of a sudden, he gets a telegram saying, uh, you know, that uh, fives must not arrive in Singapore. Fours must be sent in the usual manner. Execute the fives. Uh, your one and only friend. And he's like, I've only known one other eight. Uh, he said, Hitler, Napoleon, Caesar, all clearly eights. He says, but other than that, I had never personally met another eight until a year ago. And that's obviously this, your one and only friend that yeah. he's referring to. So we do this flashback, and we see this guy named Michael, who's talking to a psychiatrist. Yeah, seems. and they, they give him a name. Yeah. Uh, well, if it is who we think it is. Yeah, exactly. So... So this guy Michael, he's he's like you know talking about how his basically his life sucks and how he w- was in the military and his uh, unit got taken down and he had to take down the guys that took him down and, yeah. and ever since then he's been totally screwed uh, with yeah. his life. Yeah, he can't get a job. Yeah, can't, can't hold a job. Can't do anything. So she says, "Well, I want you to take a test." And he's like, "What kind of test?" Well, obviously, it's she, this test. It's yeah. this test. So all of a sudden, this uh, psychiatrist contacts uh, Dr. Lester and says, I have someone you'd be very interested in. And she says, oh, you'll want to get down here right away. She says, no, tomorrow's going to be too late. And he asks why. And he's going to kill he's himself. Gonna, yeah. and, the guy, and she's like, well, the guy's going to kill himself. He's, we see then Michael's back at his, uh, shows up at this trailer where his wife lives with his daughter. And his daughter's obviously very sick. Yeah. And she needs medication. And, oh, and his wife starts harping on him right when he walks in the door. <laughs> yeah. Well, God, like, I don't know what the F that's like. I mean, my God. Well, you're not a deadbeat like this guy. <laughs> I know, but Jesus Christ. But she's like, you know, he's like, I went and saw the doctor. Oh, and, the kids are sick, and yeah. I've been dealing with it all day, and you are by yourself with a big party at work all the time. And, you know what, I just drove a freaking hour to get here. I don't need this shit. Says this guy, Michael. No. <laughs> That's your life. I know, right? So, anyways, she's just like, you Love know. Love you, honey. He's like, I saw the shrink, and she's like, oh, that's great for you, but what does that do for yeah, me? Yeah, that put food on a table. What does that do does for that your put daughter? medicine in your kid's belly? So, yeah. he, you know, he's, we find out he's not even staying in the same house as his wife. He walks out. Oh, she's and, such a bitch. She yeah. is such a, not my wife. This lady here, she is such a bitch. She is such a bitch. So we see that. She's in, what, two pages or a page? Yes. A couple panels, and she is a bitch. You get that. You get as upset about this as I do about LeBron. Oh, you get that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, speaking of which, LeBron uh, lost to the Celtics. I was very happy. I watched that last night. Did you? Right. Yes. Very, very happy about that. Season started already, did it? Yes. All right. Cavs played tonight. Ooh. I got to start watching. So anyways, uh, we see Michael's walking down the street, and he notices these guys giving this lady a hard time. So he you know, basically tells them they need to back off, and they start fighting him, and he basically takes them all out, and then he takes the last guy. And snaps his neck. Yeah. Um, so, so you'll have that. <laughs> so, then, so then he walks uh, walks off, and the lady's like being very grateful, but he doesn't want any part of it. He walks into a church, and the collection plate's going around, and he takes his wedding ring and puts the wedding ring in there. Who hasn't thought about that? <laughs> we see that he's in a hotel room. He has a life insurance policy. He's about to shoot himself. Yeah. And just as he's about to shoot himself, he gets tased. These guys break in and tase him. Yeah. And there's Dr. Lester. He's just like, you know, I've got a job for you, good mm-hmm. benefits, it'll help your family out. And he's the Michael goes, where do I sign? Yeah. And we think that this is the origin of Cobra, Cobra Commander. Commander. Yeah. So but they, they give him a name, so yeah, who they knows? Give him Michael. 
And just so you guys know, if you weren't aware, Origins... Was there Origins, a last name there, too? Uh, I don't know if there was a last name. I think it was always just Michael. No, okay. Um, but Origins is actually ending in January. Yeah, so sad so to say. So yeah. this might be the last story arc. Which it could be just the last, yeah, story arc, like you said. Right. And it could be the origin of Cobra Commander. Right. So, um, uh... So it was a good. It was a good issue. What do you think? Buy? I would buy this one. I would buy it, uh, especially if we find out that it is the origin. Don't buy it because of the cover. Don't don't just no. don't buy its cover. No, especially if uh, it, it is, is the first part of the origin. Of if Cobra it Commander is Cobra again. Commander's origin, now in retrospect, we might look back on this issue and go, "Don't buy it. It's a snarf." Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> total snarf. It was the origin of Skidmark. <laughs> yeah, you don't want it. If we think what we think it is, yeah, then uh, yeah, then it's very cool. But uh, uh, you want to just go into the tour reviews and top fives? No, issue? we can keep going if you want. I'm just thinking of time for you. I don't care. All right, hey, so all right, uh, let's keep going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're gonna go into let's, let's burn his mother down with another hour. So we're gonna go into uh, Star Wars now. Well, why would we not? Yeah, exactly. Why would we not? That's what I'm saying. Uh, so I'm out of coke. I'm I am out of coke too. All right, so we're gonna go into Star Wars Invasion Rescues number number four. I we'll be out of we'll be out of coke together. I could fly. <laughs> I could fly through these. Fly the uh, bus. So we have uh, Finn Galfridian uh, has a moment with his dad before his dad passes away. And what what issue is this again? I'm this sorry. is number four. Okay, good. So it's before his dad passes away. He tells Finn about how he saved Finn's mom from slavery after Finn's real mother passed away. What's that sound like? Anakin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, she raised Finn and his sister as if uh, they were her own. He tells how she was uh, a strong and tough woman. She gave Finn his fearlessness, and Kay, uh, Finn's sister, gave her her fire that she has. Uh, they knew Kay one day would uh, be a great leader, but never knew, could tell what Finn's destiny would be. But now he is happy to see that Finn will be a Jedi. Nice. Uh, on DeBrook, Nina tells Kay they must fight the beings the Vong have changed. There's nothing they can do to save them. Uh, we find out that the ship is causing Nina great pain, but that the ship won't respond to anyone else. Kay, the daughter, says the Vong will pay for making her fire on these changed beings, and her troops open fire on them. She calls out to the Vong, saying that they are cowards uh, to have someone else fight for them. Yuldan, which was the Jedi that the Vong had captured, uh, inside is finally forced through torture to tell the Vong the name of the Jedi that saved uh, that one Vong uh, general uh, was Finn Galfridian. At the end, Finn is talking to his father and he reveals that though the Vong are hidden from the Force, this is one thing I never mentioned before, is the, the Jedi cannot sense the Vong, okay. which is a big disadvantage. Nice, yeah. But even though the Jedi can't, they're, they're hidden from the Jedi from the Force, uh, for some reason, Finn can actually sense the Yuuzhan Vong. So he's a Jedi that can actually sense them. So yeah. that's kind of a cool... Hidden talent. Hidden talent there. So we'll see what how that plays out next issue. Um, Maybe he's a Sith. That's right. So we got... Uh, <laughs> so going into that, uh, going with that one, uh, I know you didn't read that one. I would give that issue a borrow. Not a whole lot happened. It was a cool reveal at the end, yeah. but I'd give it a borrow. Um, it's not not very crucial issue. Uh, Star Wars Blood Ties, number two. This is the Boba Fett, yeah. Jango Fett thing. The clone, if you remember, there was that clone that Jango took down. Uh, the clone tells Jango Fett that he didn't want to be a soldier, so he escaped. Uh, he, so we actually confirmed that he is a clone. Okay. Uh, he just wanted a life. 
he asked Django if he could uh, shoot himself. So he's like, you know, could you shoot yourself? Because obviously you're looking at yourself. Yeah. And uh, Django asked the clone if the clone could, and the clone answers no. Django shoots him in the head and walks away. I can't. <laughs> saying, that's because you're not me. Yeah. So now we're actually seeing that Django Fett was actually a pretty badass guy. Yeah. He then hears a baby gurgle and turns to find a woman holding a, the clone's baby. And shot it. <laughs> no. Oh, he oh. wasn't that bad. But here's the only reason why. Yeah. Uh, Django asks the, the name of the baby and the woman says, Connor Freeman. Uh, she, no, it is now Django Fett. <laughs> no, no, it's Connor Freeman. Junior. And she she asks why Django has her husband's face. She says she doesn't understand, and Django replies that's why she gets to live, and because no one paid him to kill her. So he would have killed the baby if he was paid for it. Well, sure he would have. So, uh, Boba Fett meets up, so we're years in the future, Boba Fett meets up with an alien named Gillian to find out what bounties are available. Gillian tells him about a bounty on a man named Connor Freeman. Hello! Thought that Boba might be interested in it, but Boba never heard the name before. Gillian goes on to tell Boba that Connor was receiving payments from an inheritance fund set up by Django Fett. Oh, that's nice. So the bounty is is uh, out because Connor owes a lot of money to a crime lord named Tayand, and uh, and I they showed a picture of Tayand, and it looks like Tayand might be the guy that we saw in the very first issue. The very first page where Boa Fett's standing in a room with this guy in front oh, of him. Oh, with the guy in front of him, yeah. And he yeah, had yeah. the rancor behind him and everything okay, else. Yeah. So, uh, we find Connor Freeman passed out at a bar. So, he's your, your kind of guy. My kind of guy, yeah. Uh, the bartender, who goes by the name of Quinny, wakes him up and tells him to go to bed. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Wake me up. Tell me to go to bed. Well, he's like, he's, he's like, I'm, I'm already in bed. And he's like, no, you're not. And he's like, well, this is more comfortable than my bed. Yeah. What's your bed like if a bar stool is more comfortable? Hey, you never know. Uh, so all of a sudden, the bounty hunter comes in and Connor asks Quinny if he has a blaster. Quinny slips him one and Connor blasts the bounty hunter with ease. No problem there. Nice. Because remember, there's a bounty on him. Sure. And uh, Quinny tells him that he has to clean up his mess. He's like, hey, don't forget to take him with yeah. you. Yeah. I can't just flip you two bits. <laughs> so so Connor takes the body outside where some more bounty hunters try blasting him. He takes out one and darts down a dead-end alley. All of a sudden, he turns around and no one's following him, but Boba Fett lands behind him with a jetpack. Connor, Connor spins around because he hears the jetpack. Well, yeah. Uh, but Boba Fett grabs Connor's blaster out of his hand before he has a chance to do anything and knocks him out with a headbutt. Because he's got a mask on. Right, exactly. He's got his helmet on. So Nice. Um, that, this, this issue, so far this series, I give a total buy. The I, art, I read the first one, it's a buy. Yeah, yeah the, art, the art's amazing. Looks good. Obviously, we're getting a, a lot more in-depth of a story than yeah. I would expect. And the cool thing with Blood Ties, I found out that they're going to be doing in the future, is there's going to be future Blood Ties stories that are going to focus on main Star Wars characters. Okay. They're always going to be miniseries. How, how many issues is this one? This know? one's like, I think, four issues. Okay. So it's not bad. It's probably going to be available in trade, too. And I think all the art's always going to be done by Chris Scalf. Ooh, nice. So that's going to be really cool. Yeah. Um, well, if you're going to do many ties with many different characters, yeah. you probably get them in trade. Yeah. Mini trades, or maybe even a, a, a micro, a, yeah. a maxi trade. Who knows? Yeah. Put them all together. But it'd be very cool. I did hear in January, uh, starting in January uh, for 2011, since it's the 20th anniversary of Dark Horse doing Star Wars books, oh, yeah, yeah. they're going to have eight new series or miniseries in the year 2011. Oh, holy crap. So, I mean, it's not all new series. Oh, I'm like, whoa. You're going to have a lot of miniseries. Like, they're oh, going to do yeah, a different They're going to do yeah, a Darth sure. Vader five-parter that's in. starting in January. <laughs> I'm so, in. yeah. So, uh, some Wait cool a, stuff that's going to be coming up next break year. break the bank. So, Thanks, Dark Horse. <laughs> yeah, so we got that. Uh, then we have... Let me get my notes here. 
A couple more. We have uh, Star Wars The Old Republic number four. And if you remember, this one actually starts a whole new story arc, new characters and everything. Yeah, this is number one, right? Yeah, number well, it's number four, but it's part one of a three-parter, and it's Blood of the Empire. And this is based on the video game, the PC video game that's going to be coming out. So this takes place 25 years before the Treaty of Coruscant, which was what happened in the first three stories. So it's 25 years before that. On planet... Beggarin. We see a Sith Lord scales a building to assassinate the governor of Beggarin uh, for tearing down monuments to the Sith. Well, you know. Yeah. The Sith is Teneb Cal. He has a, a slave ally, this kind of a Cyclops-looking guy, that is called Maggot. Nice. <laughs> it's like a G.I. Joe Maggot. Yeah. Like Cobra Maggot. I like he's a slave and he refers to him as Maggot. It's yeah, there was a, there was cool. like a Cobra vehicle called the Maggot. See, we're all tying it all together. Yeah, and that, that it was driven by the worm. <laughs> nice. Exactly, yeah. W O R M and it stood for something, I can't remember. But. So after the victory, they return to base, and Teneb is congratulated on his victory, but he's told he is to be brought in for the crimes uh, of Lord Califo, which was Teneb's master. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, since he's a slave, he's right. guilty now. <laughs> well, he's not a slave. Oh. Maggot's the slave. Maggot's the slave, okay. But okay. Teneb is being brought in. So in the uh, Paragus system... A female who is red, she's like red-skinned, and believed to be a Sith trader shows up in a bar. She hands a disc to a smuggler uh, to take to Coruscant and uh, to give to the people who employed him. We don't know who she is yet. Okay. Okay? Does a smuggler have a resemblance to Harrison Ford? No. No. Okay. He looks like an old drunk. (laughs) So maybe. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) So then on Droman Cass, the capital of the Empire, Teneb Cal meets with the Council of Sith. And he's instructed to kill his old master and almost does it. He has no qualms about it. Yeah. Like, sure. Sure thing. No problem. You got the money? Uh, the count- <laughs> the Put count- the money in a bag. The council almost stops him. No, he doesn't even do it for money. He just oh. does it because he's evil. Well, uh, sure. Yeah. The council stops him, and uh, they know that Lord Califo might still be useful in the future. They just wanted to test him to see if he would do it. So then he's actually brought to, he's actually given a new assignment where he has to hunt down the red-skinned female, who we, is now revealed as Exel Kresh. Okay. Which, this is actually a Star Wars name that goes back. There was a Sith Lord named Ludo Kresh that took place in the Tales of the uh, Tales of the Jedi in the Old Republic series. The nice. Sith uh, Sith War and everything else. So there was a... So I don't know if this... I relative assume this is probably a relative, yeah. a descendant or something like that. Nice. Daughter. Yeah, might be. And she's actually the Emperor's apprentice, and he's being asked to hunt oh. her down. So a little bit of yeah, yeah, turmoil there. on there, too. Yeah. Uh, the discs that were sent by Kresh arrive on a ship of Jedi, and there's like a blonde guy, a, a brunette girl, and a blind guy there. And a couple of droids. They don't mention, no. Who, they, no. <laughs> they don't mention their names at that point. They're, uh, they're actually looking at the discs, and here we find out that there are strategic plans on how to strike at the Sith. Okay. So... Uh, she says that she has to go sleep now, so we don't know what Maybe. that meant yet. It's like it's like scary movies. Uh, okay, uh, let's go take a shower. <laughs> but uh, Teneb is actually sent to uh, the Lenico system, not Coleco. Coleco, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Lenico system, and he meets with Iban the Hut for some information <laughs> on Crash. Iban the Hut. Yeah, <laughs> but it's Ebonics. <laughs> exactly. But uh, Iban doesn't know anything, and Teneb was actually sent there by the Emperor. The Emperor gave him this vision that that's where he had to go. So Teneb follows a stasis tube based on the vision that was given to him by the Emperor, and he enters a secure area, 
Just as he enters, a droid detects the intruder and starts reviving Kresh, who is actually in a stasis hmm. pod. Yeah. So that's where the issue kind of ends. Oh, wow. So evidently a battle coming up. Mystery and intrigue. Um, I like the art in this better than the first story arc. Okay. Uh, the that's fir- the one the, on top there, right? Yeah, the first three issues uh, of Old Republic. Uh, this is done by Dave Ross, the pencils. Uh, the art's a bit better. I would still give it a borrow. It's probably only a good story if you're A, interested in the video game that's coming out, or B, just a diehard Star Wars fan. Or if you bought the first three. Well, even if you bought the first three, this one started separate, yeah. Completely brand new, so I, I would give it a borrow. Okay. The last Star Wars issue to cover is probably my favorite. <laughs> and that is going to be the Star Wars Errant Knight number one. You guys have... Uh, That's the new... Yeah. yeah, Knight Errant, I'm sorry. Knight Errant number one. That's the new one by uh, John Jackson Miller. You guys have heard me mention him with uh, Knights of the Old Republic. You knew I was looking forward to this one. Isn't it the poster that uh, Earth 616 gave? Yes, it is. Yeah. So, And this one does not disappoint. So uh, it takes place 1,032 years before the Battle of Yavin, which is always the time marker for Star Wars. And we have uh, the planet Chaloa. <laughs> I didn't think I ordered it at Taco Bell one time. Right. <laughs> Give me two Chalolas, some nachos, and a uh, Coke. So uh, this planet is run by Lord Damon, and the the planet is expecting a shipment in, but also in the ship, we find out the shipment's full of Jedi. And the attack is led by Knight Kara Holt and her master, Vanar Treese. Kara rescues some uh, slaves led by a man named uh, Gorlin Paladane, who knows who actually knows her master, Vanar. We find that they are not really there to rescue Chaloa, but just to sabotage the Beradium uh, distribution. And Beradium is a crucial element for, I think it was like ignitions for thermal detonators. Okay. So, really volatile stuff. Yeah. They're not, so they're not really there to save the planet. Yeah. And there's not going to be any, so there's not going to be more Jedi coming. They're it. That's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. There's no cavalry. So we also find uh, Lord Damon has a brother named Lord Odeon. Odin. No, not oh. Odin. Odin. Oh, oh. oh. Uh, who is challenging him for ruling Chaloa and really his whole empire. Uh, Lord Odin shows up and a, bat- a huge battle starts. Kara realizes Lord Odin doesn't want to take take the uh, Beradium, but he actually wants to just blow it all up to, yeah, defeat, hey. to defeat his brother. Kara is knocked out trying to stop him, and Vanar goes to stop Lord Odin. But Lord Odeon escapes and still ignites a large amount of the Beradium. He doesn't ignite it all, but he ignites yeah. a large portion of it. Blows enough of it up. This kills almost everybody. Yeah. Paladine survives, and he finds Kara laying knocked out, and he wakes her up, and she realizes... With a gentle kiss. And he makes yeah. her realize that she's currently the only Jedi left, yeah, left on yeah. Ch- Chaloa. So that's it, the cover. It says, uh, thousands of Sith, one Jedi, a new hero for a new era. Yeah. And, and, and then she's got a, a blaster in one hand and a lightsaber in the other. Yeah, and I really like this for the simple fact, John Jackson Miller said what he wants to do with this is, we've already seen the bumbling buffoon Jedi, yeah. now we want to see a Jedi Knight just starting in her career who is capable, Yeah. but she has to go up against odds that are overwhelming. overwhelming. Yeah. So I really like it. The art was incredible. Yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, I'm just thumbing through it right here. It looks really so good. So this is a definite buy for me. Uh, it's the start of a new series. You yeah, haven't read it yet. It's done really well. I even let you borrow it, dude. I didn't have time, dude. I didn't have time. I know. But I had uh, it in my house for a couple. Well, of you days can take it home know. with you. Okay. So it's but it's a definite buy. I really like it. 
Uh, like I said, the art's good. The story's good. I know I might be biased because I liked his previous series, <laughs> but it's still a good series. I mean, yeah. if anything, I could have been disappointed with this because I liked it. Because you liked the other one so much. Yeah. So much. So so that's uh, that's all the Star Wars stuff. We want to save the Transformers for next time? Yeah, we can do that. We're kind of pressed here all for right. some time. So, so uh, uh, let's go ahead into... Uh, well, we have a couple action figures to cover, so let's go into our Kung Fu Grip. Kung Fu Grip. Okay, uh, back here. Thanks a lot, OUA12. Uh, you have a great day, buddy. Don't give me that look. Stop <laughs> it. You're nasty. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Uh, what we want to do? I don't want to know what you guys were up to. <laughs> yeah, well, you you went to go grab your figure in the other room, and he uh, yeah, okay, being very provocative over there. So okay. Uh, basically, keeping with the uh, you know Halloween theme here, we want to do a couple of figures that are kind of uh, creepy, creepy, ghoulish, ghosty yeah. kind of things. So what we have here is. Uh, we have a World of Warcraft figure, right? And uh, we'll we'll get into that, um, or we can do that one first. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. We'll one do that first. one first. Yeah. So this is uh, from Series One of the World of Warcraft figures, and they're basically statues, not so much action figures. Yeah, there's they not are a lot statues. of movement to it. Um, it. Looks badass though. But Series One, he's an undead warlock named Meryl Felstrom, and he's they're, they're produced by DC Direct. Okay. Uh, so. He's a total badass. He looks um, awesome. Again, if you're just looking for a cool, creepy statue... Yeah, this is it. This is it. It looks um, like a Raiders fan. I was just going to say, it looks like a Raiders fan. He's got... Because he's got the shoulder pads with spikes on it with skulls, skulls on them. Driven uh, through the spikes. He's got this gigantic uh, staff. I'm not going to touch it again. You're not going to touch it again. In the last episode, that's what I was playing with and fiddled with and, and busted. Right. But it is coming apart in three different spots. Yeah, so it comes just apart. in a package. It comes in part. Yeah, it comes in parts. You do have to piece some of these figures together, but once they're together, they're they're just awesome looking. He is total creepy. He was perfect for this episode. Yeah, uh, oh yeah. In that and we haven't done a World of Warcraft figure. Um, my only complaints with the World of Warcraft figures is that they're really not action figures, so there's not a whole lot of articulation. Right, it's it's more of like you said, a statue. Yeah, a statue he has a little something. bit of articulation in his hands. Uh, just so you can place just the weapon. Just his shoulders so you yeah. can place the weapon. If you took the weapon out, you could probably move his arms around a little bit. Right. That's really it. That's the only articulation he has. Um, the detail is amazing. They, he does stand up really well. Yeah, there's, he's not going to lean over or do anything. He and the, fall the staff apart. that he has is way taller than him. Right. But yeah, he holds it out. Dark ounce. cloak. He's got a, like a like a hood on and a cloak and some chains, and he's got a mask on underneath the cloak with like red eyes or something. Right. So, so pretty creepy. Pretty, sweet. pretty creepy figure. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Really like it. Wouldn't want to meet him down a dark alley or ever in my life. Yeah. Right. So, uh, but if you like World of Warcraft, I highly recommend these figures if you're just looking for something cool to sit on your shelf. Cause yeah, now this one has already been produced and released, so you're going to have to get it secondary market. Yeah, but you know what? You can find them pretty cheap secondary market. Okay. Um, you can actually find them on Amazon, and they're they're not badly priced. There you go. So, all right. Uh, the uh, next one is going to be, uh, it's from 1997. Uh, it's Chaos. Right. Comics. Uh, Lady Death action figure. Right. 1997 more action uh, collectibles here. Uh, and actually, she comes with a base, a figure base, a, a sword, and the figure itself. And the figure is Lady Death. I mean, right. it's how she looks. She's pretty uh, so if you ever provocatively com- dressed. If you ever read the comics. Yeah, she's she's pretty much nothing but a thong and a bra here. And some leggings. Right. Uh, soft goods cape on a hard plastic figure, which I'm not really that much of a fan of. Yeah, it doesn't look bad on her. No, the, the uh-huh. hair, though, is, is pretty cool. It's like white hair with blue highlights in it. It's, yeah. it's all hard plastic. For, like, old. accents and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Red lipstick, uh, zombie, white eyes. Yeah. She kind of looks like the Joker. Yeah, the head <laughs> does move a little bit, you know, up and down and a little side to side. 
You can do the arms at the shoulders, 360, no elbow, no wrist. Uh, the legs only move at the hip. Yeah, you can... It's and like they, a, just, they spin and rotate. That's yeah, it. That's, and, they, and they twist, and yeah, that's it's, it. It's not a normal human movement. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no knee movements, no foot movement, no nothing. It's basically five points of articulation. Yeah. So, uh, so it's it, she, in, she does have one hand open, uh, like reaching for something here, and the other hand is closed. So, she so you can the put the sword in. Yeah. And the thing about the sword is it looks nice if you if you put the sword up. Right. Or you can actually put her on the stand and put the sword going down, and it looks cool just poking the sword right. down on the stand. So, I mean, it's, it's a nice figure. Uh, the paint job in a couple places is a little messy on it, but... Yeah, wh- wh- you were speaking of that. Where, a, where are you saying Well, that? like, on, when you look at her hand, like, the the reds and everything else kind of bleed into each other and everything. I I mean, and then, like, you look at her... Oh, the fingernails, yeah. Fingernails yeah, yeah. and all that type of stuff, and then, like, even looking at her thong and everything else, it's not... Clean lines painted. It's why are you looking kind of sketchy there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything. Yeah, a little so, bit of the black goes onto the white of the figure. right. So just a little bit messy, but that's probably because it's mass produced. Um, well, so. maybe that's supposed to be like that because it is kind of bumpy. I don't know. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Halloween, Lady Death. You know, that's yeah. what you get. Hopefully, maybe I can. Uh, maybe I can finally get some of these images up before Halloween. Oh my God! Know. Yeah, we, we're really slacking on the toy reviews, guys. Yeah. So we got to get better. And at that's that. my um, bad. I, I've got to get. Well, you have to get me the. Reviews, I got to get the reviews for you. But, you uh, got to get the pictures. I've got to get the pictures up. So yeah. If nothing else, I'll get on. the pictures up as soon as possible because we know we're way behind on getting those up for you guys. But we'll get them up really soon. Yeah, because we got to do the. Uh, yeah. The Transformer drift. Right. There's the Galactus, the two Silver Surfers. The three Thors. There's the three Thors. There's and now the, these two. Now these two, yeah. So, um... Expect so, a lot of photos coming soon. Yeah, there'll be a lot coming really soon. But, yeah, I mean, neither one of these are really great figures, but they're good for Halloween. They're good for Halloween, and that's why we did them. Honestly, I own the Lady Death. You own the World of Warcraft, Warcraft figure. right. If you're not into World of Warcraft or Lady Death, I, you don't even have to pick these No, up. these aren't crucial... Not at all. ...additions to your collection or anything like that, so... All right, let's go into our. Uh, we got a couple top five lists to cover. Let's go into our uh, battle files. Battle files. All right, Chuck. Well, uh, both of our battle files are Halloween themed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what we want to do is top five uh, Halloween or candies, candies. we like as a yeah candy, as a kid. kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have top five Halloween candies, and these are as ones that we got as children. Right. Uh, so. When, I, when the little lady gives you the Halloween candy and you put it in your pumpkin right. and you were excited to get it. Um, I did have a couple honorable mentions because I didn't really get them as kids when I went trick-or-treating. Okay. One was Sour Patch Kids. I love Sour Patch Kids, but they weren't really even around when I was a yeah, kid. I hate those things, dude. I, I, love, I love sour stuff. I don't so. like sour anything. And then Now and Laters. Those were around, but yeah. I, I never got them in my trick-or-treat bag. Yeah. Um, but I would go up to the store and buy a bunch of them. So. Yeah, they were really cheap penny candies you could buy. Yeah. Um, I like now and later's, but I like uh, I think I like Starburst a little bit better. They're fruitier, yeah, softer. I, yeah, they're yeah. softer, definitely. Definitely. So. Number, All right, so let's go into your number five. Yeah, uh, number five for me, I put uh, Snickers bars. Okay. Uh, made by Mars. Uh, it was actually nineteen um, thirties when the first Snickers okay. bar was made. Yeah, I'm not a big Snickers fan. I like Snickers. You got the the nougat, the caramel, the peanuts, the chocolate. Yeah, I'm not big on nuts in my candy. Really? You don't like nuts in your candy? Yeah, I don't like nuts in my candy. You allergic? I, I don't like payday. No, I'm not allergic. I just don't like them. Oh. <laughs> I like peanuts. Plain. Yeah. Do you like chocolate-covered peanuts, like goobers? Uh, not really. No. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Raisinets? I like M&M, peanut M&Ms. Okay. Those are good. 
But What's I don't, the difference? I don't know. It's just, <laughs> All right. It's just a quirk of mine. Roadhouse, I got you. <laughs> right. Never Roadhouse. mind. That's going to that's gonna be our excuse for yeah. any time that we say something that doesn't make any sense. Roadhouse. Why are you going to the steak place and ordering chicken? Roadhouse. <laughs> All right, dude. Ain't no sense. Hey. Um, all right, my number five, uh, Pixie Sticks. Oh, yeah. I loved Pixie Sticks. Yeah, those were good. Cool. They were done by a, Sun, a company called Sunline, which was eventually taken over by Nestle, and now Nestle owns the Wonka brand. Okay, so I they're wasn't actually, aware of that, yeah. They're under the Wonka brand now. Yeah, that's what I thought they were. Uh, they started in 1952. Oh, wow. That so that old, uh, I remember in college uh, actually getting those giant Pixie Sticks and yeah. downing like three of them and then taking a nap. <laughs> oh, I thought you could take a midterm or something. No, it was like a sugar coma. Yeah. I would go right to sleep, but uh, I love Pixie Sticks. Me and my sister would open them up and put them in water and try to make Kool-Aid. I tried doing that. It doesn't it work. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't They're work. They're sweet kind of in your mouth, but in water it's just diluted whatever, yeah. yeah. It tastes awful in yeah, water. Yeah, it's horrible, yeah. But I love Pixie Sticks. I could down a whole... Did you ever try to snort them? No. I did. Yeah, figured, not good. Not good. You would shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's powder. I mean, what the hell? I watch a lot of Eddie Murphy movies. I wasn't and snort it. I wasn't into snorting powder. <laughs> All right, that's another section of another time. So, anyways, you're number four. Uh, peanut M and M's. Okay, I actually have it on here. Uh, now the M and M's, the real M and M's, the chocolate covered plain M and M's were 1941. Right. Uh, also made by Mars. Peanut M and M's were introduced in 1954. Okay. So a little bit later on. From 41 to 54, they were pretty much all plain. Okay. And that's also another debate that you guys can talk about. I asked Chuck what his, one of his favorite candy bars is, and he goes, well, I really like M&M's. I go, that's not a candy bar. That's a candy. And if they're sold with candy bars and it's in a square wrapper, gum is, bar. gum is sold with candy bars, <laughs> but they're not a candy bar. My mom used to tell me, go to the store, go to the front of the register, and I can pick out a candy bar. And I was allowed to get M and M, so I'm right. assuming M and M's is a candy it, bar. It, it's your mom's fault. I, yes, blame your mom, my mother. Your mom should have smacked you. She should have taught <laughs> me better. All right, my number four is a candy bar. All right, it's uh, the Hershey Special Dark. Oh, those are good. Yeah, obviously made by Hershey. I've never had the full size of that. Only the miniatures. Oh, I've had the full size. Nope, it's only good. miniatures. Good stuff. Well, the miniature, entire life. The miniatures is what I got for Halloween. Yeah, um, people would give those away or have my Christmas time a special wrapper yeah. or something. Uh, started in 1971. Okay. So just in, recent, yeah. just in time for me to start trick-or-treating. Digging them, yeah. Because uh, I was born four years later. But yes, uh, and now the great thing about Special Dark is you can eat it and pretend like you're being healthy. Cause antioxidants, they have yeah. antioxidants in it. And it's sure. like, oh, I'm just trying to be healthy. It's like red wine at dinner. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm not a drunk. I'm just helping my liver. <laughs> All right, you're uh, number, number three. Number three, um, Kit Kat. Oh, I love Kit Kat. Uh, it's uh, from Nestle. Uh, it's actually uh, 1935. It's actually from the UK. Okay. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And I also found this out, too. Uh, in, in the UK, it's actually sold in, in two-finger bars instead of four fingers. Okay. And they're pretty much bigger size. Okay. So you get two really huge pieces right. with the big wafers instead of four huh. small ones. And I don't, I don't know which one I would want. In different other countries, there's multiple, multiple flavors of Kit Kat. Ugh. Look it up on Wikipedia. I would rather... I like the chocolate and wait There's like a... In Japan or something like that, or China, I can't remember. There was like an espresso. No, thank you. Yeah. It, it's weird. Just look it up on Wikipedia if you got a yeah. chance. Just Wikipedia Kit Kat. You know, yeah. You'd be amazed. Um, but yeah, Kit Kat, Nestle 1935 from the UK. Huh? Been around for a while. Yeah, I didn't uh, think it was that old myself. I didn't think so either. Um, I love Kit Kat. Those are awesome. My number three, pretty old also, and kind of tied into one of yours, Milky Way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Milky uh, Way, done yeah. by Mars, 
1923. Yeah, that's an old one. So later on, they decided to ask, add the peanuts, I guess. <laughs> yeah, make it better. <laughs> and make it a Snickers. Let's improve on it. I wouldn't say make it better, but... Well, the Milky Way started out as being a candy bar milkshake. Yeah. How do I turn a milkshake that tastes good into a candy bar? Yeah, and it's awesome. I, uh, I like Milky Way. I yeah. love Milky Way, so... I get nothing bad to say about Milky Way. All right, number two. Uh, number two for me is Twix. Okay, I like Twix. Also from the UK. Wow. I didn't, yeah, I didn't have no idea. You need to go live over there. I know. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was from the UK in 1967, so not too, not right. too long ago. Introduced in the US in 1979. Oh, wow. So, wow. we're older. Right. <laughs> in its US release. Wow. That... Uh, in Twix, it's, uh, you get two of them in a package. It's cookies, caramel, and chocolate. So those were brand new when we started trick-or-treating. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, because we would have been four or five years old. Yeah. And they just came out. I love me some Twix. Oh, I love them too, but man, and a peanut butter one too. I'm not too fond of that. Oh, I like much. the peanut. It's good. It's I good. Like it's not butter. as much as the caramel. No, not as much. But I, I like the peanut butter. I'm one. not going to kick it out of bed. No, man, that's surprising. How I know it I, came I, out just as we started. Right. Wow. Yeah, four Very five, cool. Yeah. My number two is certainly one I know you don't like, but uh, sweet tarts. They're okay. Um, I mean, I, they're all right. Yeah. 1963. Here's something that's funny with it. Okay, it was Sunline also who also made the Pixie Sticks. Mm-hmm. All it was is they took the exact powder. Same, they took the exact same yeah. formula for Pixie Sticks pressed and just it. pressed it into a tablet. Oh, yeah. No wonder I like them both. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously taken over by Nestle and has become part of the Wonka, Wonka. brand also. Yeah. So no, they're cool. Yeah. I mean, I, I, every t- every year we take the kids trick or treating. Somebody always gets sweet tarts. Well, and, and the cool and thing I have like one or two to remind me that I don't like sweet candy <laughs> or sour candy. I'm sorry. The the cool thing with sweet tarts also for Halloween was they came in those three packs yeah it was like peas in a pod type of thing where yeah you tore the little paper and there was three of them in there yeah and i used to always get pissed off when it'd be like three lemons in there all three of the same flavor yeah i was like what <laughs> why why god and then i realized i had 20 other packs i could open don't up. worry about it yeah <laughs> so all right your number uh, one. number one for me is just uh gum bubble gum oh god i don't get that at all i love bubble gum uh, uh, bubble not gum, a number one. Number one, it, better than anything. Number one, no. gum. No, nineteen twenty-eight. Did you not get gum as a kid? <laughs> not a lot. No, you must not gum. have. I, I would trade my sister actually candy bars, chocolate bars, like well, sure, uh, Nestle Crunch or Hershey bars, plain Hershey bars, or right. Reese cups or whatever for gum because she was getting a deal. That's why she made that <laughs> trade. <laughs> whatever. I love the gum. Walter Deemer, D I E M E R. He actually invented. Bubblegum as we know it. Is that related to Brian Deemer for Common Geek Speak? Maybe it's his great grandfather. Spelled different. Spelled Spelled a little different, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, you know, ancient Aztecs were chewing gum, gum based from a tree sap and all that stuff years ago, years ago. Yeah. But he invented gum as we know it. Okay. And he sold it to, he sold that gum uh, formula to Double Bubble in 1928. So the first, you know, mass produced pink bubble gum as we know it was, was actually Double Bubble. I, I just don't get it. I don't, good. I don't get it at all. I, I like bubble gum, dude. I, it's I something like, about putting a pink gum in your mouth and blowing bubbles with it and smacking it around. I like I like gum, but it's not even going to make my top 20 of favorite candies. I, it's my favorite candy. Oh, yeah, I wow. like gum. My, my number one is something I've referenced so many times on the show, in a way. It's uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Okay. I've always said it's like peanut butter and chocolate put together. It's oh, yeah. many times. So... You don't get any better than that. It's it's chocolate and peanut butter just in a cup. They're good. It's great. Uh, Hershey's, surprisingly, also created in 1928. Yeah. Same as gum. Look at that. <laughs> Who knew? Mine, I think, is a little better. <laughs> I like gum. 
I don't get that. But uh, uh, yeah, Reese's yeah. Peanut Butter Cup, love it. They've they done different. They've made different versions different of versions it. Flavor. There was one with caramel in it. Yeah. There was one with banana in it. I never had that. It was actually not bad. Uh, the one that I really like getting was like banana peanut. Did you ever butter get the it? big cup where it's like chocolate with a lot of peanut butter in it? Yeah, I like that. I didn't like it as much as the little one. I like. And you know those oh, little small ones, the real small ones that are wrapped in the. Yeah. Uh, what? what ugh, yeah, I know what you're talking paper. about. Yeah. yeah. Those I don't good. like those. Oh, I like those. They're good. I don't like them as much as I like the regular. Oh yeah, cup. true, true. Something's um, wrong with the I way like, they put the peanut butter to chocolate ratio in well, it. Well, there's not enough. It's yeah, it's not enough. Then so the the regular size cup with the two in it, that's yeah, the best. I even like the sticks that they've done recently. The Reese's sticks. Oh yeah, they're sticks. not bad. Yeah, those are good. I, I like to um, freeze them and you can even frozen. Yeah, they're. Uh, if you guys have never eaten a frozen candy bar, you owe it to yourself. Oh yeah. Pop anything in the freezer. Maybe not a Snickers because you're going to be chewing on it like a dog on a rawhide. Right. But yeah, any kind of candy bar. Even you cut it up and put it in little pieces, I guess. Oh yeah. But freeze a candy bar. They're really good. Well, Reese's cups. That's what I would do. Is I would freeze it and I'd cut it into fours, like a pie. Almost. Yeah, yeah. So going back to evidently I like pie. Of course you do. <laughs> it's always better than cake. So, um, so yeah, Reese's Cup, I, just, I love it. So, uh, uh, Our bonus top five list? Yeah, bonus top five list. Uh, uh, Halloween themed? Definitely Halloween themed. This is, uh, we kind of talked about these in the past a little bit, but never did a top five of it. Uh, it's horror movies. They are top five favorite scary movies. Scary movies. You want me to start or you want to start? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, my number five is kind of a newer one. Alright, what you got? Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Okay. A zombie movie. Shaun uh, of the Dead or Dawn of no, the Dead? No, Dawn of the Dead. Shaun okay. of the Dead's a comedy. Okay, go ahead. I'm <laughs> like, is, that doesn't count. <laughs> this is a, a remake of a George Romero movie. Right. It's done in 2004. It has Ving Rhames, uh, which I don't know if you recognize that. He was in Pulp Fiction, and he was uh, there was another movie that you would know that he was in. Uh, I can't remember it right now. But uh, he, he plays like he's just a big, strong, tough Black guy, just awesome character. Cool. Funny character that's in it. He's not funny in the movie. Yeah. Uh, Ty Burrell. Do you know who that is? The name doesn't. Have you watched the show Modern Family? No. Very funny show. Highly recommend it. Is he the dad? He plays the dad of I, the I know three the kids. Then. Yeah, okay. That's who it is. And it's hilarious. When I looked up this movie, I was like, oh my god, he was in it? Yeah. Um, creepy movie. Uh, the scariest part for me and the reason why it made my list there's a scene when the zombie outbreak's just about to start where this couple is laying in bed and there's this little girl standing in the doorway and this and it's a neighbor kid. Yeah. And this guy jumps, like, looks and sees her laying and uh, sees her standing in the doorway and jumps up and was like, oh my God. Like, I, her, I can't remember her name was, like, Sally or whatever. It was like, yeah. Sally, what are you doing here? And she darts at them because these are fast zombies. These aren't the slow zombies. Okay, yeah. She darts at him, bites his, his wife or whatever, Turns her into a zombie, and they have to make a break for it. Nice. I mean, or it, it's creepy because what ends up happening is actually I think he gets bitten and the girl has to run off. It's creepy because it's like I wake up now in bed and I'm like, am I going to see a little girl standing in the doorway that's about to bite me? <laughs> so, nice. So <laughs> you're afraid of children. Yes. <laughs> Keep your children away from us. Kids are scary things, no doubt. In horror movies, especially. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, the Shining Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, number five for me. Uh, honorable mention, though. I have one honorable mention okay. I was going to put on. I was debating back and forth. Poltergeist. Okay. Poltergeist. Great movie. Honorable mention. Number five on the list, though, is actually Hellraiser. Okay. Hellraiser, 1987 release. Yeah. Pinhead. You gotta love it. The scariest part of that movie is the part where the guy is moving the mattress and cuts his hand. Cuts his hand, yeah. That part 
scares me more than the whole rest of the movie because he's like bleeding and yeah, like, it's yeah. just nasty. I, you, every time I see Pinhead, he's got those freaking pins all over his face. Yeah. That's just freaking me out. I'm not into acupuncture. Well, yeah, and then, then the whole box thing. Yeah, that's yeah, whatever. Yeah. Number four, we kind of mentioned already. Uh, for me, The Shining. The Shining, okay. Yeah. Uh, 1980, hey, Jack Nicholson. Kids are scary. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> little girls. Uh, one of my buddies always told me, he's like, if you ever want to make a scary movie, have little kids in it that sing Latin. Yeah, hey. That's creepy. That ain't, that's not um, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Come play with us. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, whose only really good role was Olive Oil, I think. And Popeye, yeah. <laughs> um, and to tie it back to our show, there's a, there's a tie-in to uh, The Shining with... That's something related to stuff we cover. What's that? Scatman Carruthers. Oh, really? Who did the voice of Jazz What's in, in the Transformers. He's in there? He's he's in this movie. He's the caretaker oh, that befriends a little boy. He's the one that describes the shine yeah. and everything right. else. Yeah, so Hong Kong Fooey guy. Yeah. Uh, who, well, in, in my honorable mention here of Poltergeist, tying back into the show. Yeah. Remember the little boy had the Star Wars toys? Yes. So that's it. Uh, yeah, very nice. So if you want to see some vintage Star Wars toys, and it's Halloween, right. you get Poltergeist. But uh, yeah, Scatman Crothers was the voice of Jazz. Nice, in Transformers, yeah. so. I, I forgot about him yeah. being in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, number four for me is actually Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> uh, 1984, released, uh, Freddy Krueger. Robert Englund. Yeah. yeah. Creepy they, guy. They redid the remake of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the remake. Uh, I did like uh, Freddy's with new night. Kelly Leak. Yeah. From Bad News Bears. Yeah. Whatever, I, hey. I do like uh, Freddy's uh, New Nightmare, or the New Nightmare, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Yeah, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. That was done really well. And um, they had multiple Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, they started, uh, one, getting, two, three, four, they yeah. started getting campy, and then that's why they did Wes Craven's New Nightmare, because mm-hmm. then they brought it back brought to being back, scary. Yeah. So, yeah. The that movie, ones, again, us being born in 75, these movies I watched as a kid and scared the piss out of yes. me. Um, speak, speaking of scaring the piss out of you. Yeah. Maybe some people might debate that this is a horror movie or not, but I'm sorry, it scared the hell out of me. It scared me for life with something. Uh, Jaws. Jaws. Yeah. Came out in 1975, yeah. the year I was born. Yeah. Rob Scheider, uh, Robert Shaw, Richard Dreyfus, all-star cast. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't like to go in the ocean. <laughs> Ever? Ever. As a kid, I did, and that's all I would hear is that music in my head. And that music in my head, yeah, that music in my head was enough to get me out of the water. You know who did that, though, don't you? The music. Oh yeah, John Williams. Yep, same guy did Star Wars. Yep. Oh, I know. Yeah, awesome. So I mean, and it's it's that you hear that music in your head, you instantly think of Jaws. Yeah. Well, and the thing, and they did shots with live sharks. They had the robot shark. Creepy as hell. It's not so much creepy, creepy. It's just. You're scared of the water and the shark. Yeah, because you can't see below the surface. Right. And you don't know what's in there. I can be in a freaking... Remember the movie poster when it's yeah. coming up to get the... It, oh, my oh, God. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and the thing is, I love to swim. Now, that movie in 75, merchandise like nobody's business. Yeah. Even before Star, Star Wars, Wars came yeah. out, that, that movie had merchandise like crazy. I think that's the movie because... Obviously, the merchandise. I, obviously, Lucas and Spielberg are friends. Right. Yeah. I think Lucas looked at that and said, "You know what? I can do a lot with Star Wars. <laughs> I need to get me some Chewbacca figures." <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those movies that, like you said, it creeps me out. Like I could be in a swimming pool, and like you said, I'd love to swim, and, and you could see the bottom, and I can't see and the bottom. Goes, Duh, da, I'm out. Right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. You guys wrecked it for me. Thanks. There's so many great lines in the movie too. You know, oh, you gotta yeah. have a bigger boat. You know, why don't you come down here and sling this? The whole end of the movie where he's describing. 
the the sinking of the SS uh, Indiana. Right. That that whole speech oh, that he gives. Oh my god, that's phenomenal. Awesome. Amazing. Makes the movie. Um, the other thing I other love, than the shark. The other thing I love with Jaws, <laughs> uh, with the we're gonna need a bigger boat, is that that line was impromptu. Yeah. Oh, okay. Roy, uh, Roy Scheider just they said, you know, here's what happens. You're going to back in. Yeah. And he's, they said, just go with it. And he says that line, and it's a classic line from that And, and again, they've made other Jaws 1, 2, 3. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so a and lot two of sequels. Is, 2 is really good. Not bad. Not bad. 3. Uh, no. At SeaWorld, not so good. What, Jaws 3D? No. Yeah. No. And then Jaws 4, The Revenge? No. Awful. No. <laughs> All right, number 3 for me is actually Friday the 13th. <laughs> okay. Uh, released in 1980. Mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees. Right. The kids go to Camp Crystal Lake. Who is actually not even in the movie. Not in the first one. Right, that's what I'm saying. Not yeah. in the first one. Which is what's so awesome that this character has been, become synonymous with that movie <laughs> series. Yeah. And he's not even in the first movie. He's mentioned, but you don't see He's him. mentioned, right. Right. Friday the 13th, the kids go the you know Camp Crystal Lake. Right. It's a summer camp. And they start getting killed. Right. And talk about a movie with a lot of sequels. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Many different sequels on Friday the 13th. And again, watching it as a kid, a little nudity in that movie. Right. So, you gotta love that well, as that, a kid. Well, that's so. where my number two comes into play, but we'll get and that in a second. And some but... kids, and it's just... Because uh, I went to summer camp as a kid, so I'm like, yeah. this this stuff could happen. I didn't go to summer camp, and I'm not going to go because of that reason. I went many, many years. I don't want to stay in a log cabin ever in my life. I have. And that's where we stay at, in cabins. I know. Wooden cabins in, in summer camp. I went for like three or four years in a row. I don't want to go someplace where no one can hear in me a, In a lake. Yeah, in a lake. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to the lake because of Jaws. <laughs> I'm not going to because of Jason. <laughs> that too. All right. What do you got for number uh, two? Number two, kind of kind of the same thing. This was the first movie where I saw breasts. Okay. Um, Halloween. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My number two is Halloween, 1978, Jamie Lee Curtis, Donald uh, Pleasance. There's that scene where the girl just had sex with the guy, yeah. and he goes down, and he gets killed. That's his sister. Yeah, by Michael Myers, and, like, Michael Myers comes up in the... The little the, boy clown outfit? It, no, he comes... No, this is where... No, this is later in the movie. This is oh, okay, 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 right, right. This is where the guy comes... Uh, Michael Myers comes up with... Yeah, 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 yeah Looking yeah, like yeah, a ghost, yeah. and he's got the guy's glasses yeah, on. Yeah, And she goes... She, she thinks it's him, yeah. She, yeah, she thinks it's her boyfriend, and she drops the uh, blank and goes, see anything you like? And yeah. I'm like, yes. And he shakes <laughs> his head, yeah. And, yeah, and then she gets killed. Yeah. Awesome. Jamie Lee Curtis scream. Yeah. Best is probably the most well-known scream in all of movie. Jamie Lee Curtis uh, made the movie. Movies. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, Michael Myers, obviously, again, a lot of sequels after. And again, they weren't going to call the movie Halloween. Right. And I've actually seen the... But um, that, that makes it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it freaks out, because that, that puts Halloween in a whole new perspective. Again, you were talking... holiday. Again, you were talking about music for Jaws. The, the theme from oh Halloween... Oh, my God. Yeah. Will, ...will creep you out. Yeah. No problem. It's scary to us, It's guys. scary, yeah. <laughs> um, just hearing that music's like, holy crap, something's yeah. about to happen. And you always knew something was going to happen, because that music came on. Exactly. It would be silent, and all of a sudden you start hearing that music, and you're like, shit, something's going to happen. Something's going to <laughs> Someone's going to get killed. Um, I saw the Rob Zombie remake of the first one. Yeah. Very good. The only thing is, it makes it less scary, because they actually give Michael Myers a uh, origin. Yeah, it's, it's not as good as the original. No. Not, not nearly um, as good as the original. Whereas the original, he's just an unstoppable force. Right, right. So, um, all right. Yeah, yeah n- number two for me is The Exorcist. Okay. 1973. Okay. Uh, Linda Blair. Yes, <laughs> uh, deals with demonic possession. Yes. Well, I might as well throw it out there. Yeah. Uh, my number one is Exorcist. My number one's Halloween. So we're <laughs> onesie twosies. Onesie twosies on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exorcist, nineteen seventy three. Like you said, Linda Blair, right. Max von Sydow was also yeah, in it. Yeah. 
amazing movie. Creeps yeah. the hell out of me. Supposedly based on a true story, but yeah. it's a little boy instead of a little girl. Right. It just creepy, scary. Uh, the big story for me with that you've movie... You've got demonic possession, you've yeah. got demons, you've got angels, the, the, the cutting themselves on the skin, yeah. the rotating the head, the spitting, the puking, right. the and most of it, masturbating with the crucifix. There's right. all kinds of weird stuff. Most of it for me that makes it so creepy is when the devil that's in her yeah. is basically just talking. Talking, yeah. Those are the creepiest moments. Yeah, because it's coming out of a little girl. Yeah. And the, here's the, the scary thing for me that t- definitely puts this number one for me. In college, we are... You dated a girl? No. <laughs> in college, we have... You she's, wanted to date She's hot girl? now. Linda Blair? Oh, yeah. Linda Blair's yeah. hot now. Yeah. No, but in college... A little we, bit better than Carrie Fisher. No, sorry, Carrie. <laughs> we, had, um, we had a sweet dorm room, so it was... And what I don't mean sweet S W E T. I mean S- sweet. I mean S U I T E. Yeah. Uh, where it was a living room and four bedrooms that came off of it. So everyone went to bed. It was the middle of the night, like two in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I was like, you know, I'll watch The Exorcist. Stupid move, right? Good move. Yeah. yeah I'm thinking middle that's of, a classic. Middle of the night. No one's. You yeah. can't. It's quiet. So I start watching the movie. We had this. I'm laying on the couch that we had. We had this painting that hung over the couch with double stick tape. Like, <laughs> tough double, double stick tape. Really, in, like, industrial. And it's never going to fall. Like, <laughs> industrial strength double stick tape. Like, it was that, okay, that yeah. really thick stuff. Yeah, yeah the, the duck kind. Right. <laughs> so, we put that up. It's, like, almost that foamy kind. What, what, okay, whatever. whatever. So, we put it up there. It's been there for it's, 12 years. It, it was up there. It was up there for, like, a good year. We were in the same yeah. dorm for, like, over a year. I'm watching The Exorcist. It falls. That's exactly what happened. I'm watching The Exorcist. All of a sudden... The scene comes up where yeah. her face has got that skull image yeah, that they yeah, show, yeah, yeah. that creepy one where it changes with her face. Yeah, and the it changes skull. back and forth, yeah. That's when the painting falls on me. I land face first in front of the television in that scene. What was the painting of? It was just a, a boat scene. A boat something. scene, yeah. yeah. It, it's being capsized by a devil. <laughs> I, needless to say, did not sleep the rest of that yeah. night. <laughs> it was one of my roommate's uh, homemade art paintings. It was an upside down cross burning. I don't know what it meant. <laughs> so, anyways. I didn't sleep the rest of that night. Oh, hell no, you didn't. <laughs> Everyone came out the next morning, yeah. and I'm shaking. Yeah, I lined the floor around me with tacks. <laughs> I, told, I told them what happened. We looked at the tape. Yeah. It had splinters of wood on it, as if it had been ripped off. Oh, Jesus. We put it back up without putting any more additional tape yeah. on it. Just with the original tape, stayed up the whole rest of the time we stayed in that dorm. Holy crap. So just that night is when it decided to come off. <laughs> yeah. So, Exorcist number one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I had that ever, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I never had a life-changing moment like um, that, though. Exorcist number two sucks. It's uh, it's, it's not as good as one. It's awful. It's watchable. No, it's not. I didn't mind it. I actually own it. Um, no, I don't. I, I own I the, own the new, three. Yeah, I own that one, too. Exorcist three, you're talking about the prequel one. I, there's Dominion, two. Dominion yeah, there's, and, there's, and the yeah. beginning and stuff oh, like The beginning, yeah, yeah. But there's Exorcist three... Which is before those. These came. This Exodus three came out right after Exodus two, or not maybe, right after, but then no, maybe I don't have that one. You need to see that when I have it, or maybe I do you have three and I don't have two. I'll go back and look. You don't even need to see two because Exodus three takes it's tied right into the first one. Where the second one that's got Linda Blair in Exodus three, right? Exodus three does not have Linda Blair in. It. Okay, then I don't have that. One. Yeah, uh, Exodus two does have Linda Blair. That's the one. And I'm that's got. the only connection to the first movie. That that's it has. the one that I've got. That one's awful. I didn't mind it. Um, but now, there's two other ones, The Exorcist, The Beginning, right. and they changed directors and they titled something right. else. There was Exorcist, The Beginning, and then Exorcist, Dominion. Yeah. I have both of those. Yeah. I, I just don't have two because I don't like it. Yeah. Um, Exorcist 3, you could watch without seeing two. Okay. 
and Exodus 3 has playbacks to Father Karras. Okay. And actually the actor appears play, in it. Yeah, yeah. Scary as hell. Nice. Movie. Um, I will let you borrow it. All right. Um, Not now. It's Halloween. I right. Um, there's a scene that I will, you and I will have to talk about sometime because it, it's the scene that creeps me out in that one. Um, <laughs> nice. So it, it's awesome. I'll double check and see which one I have and I'll, I'll yeah. call you. It take, to give you an idea, it takes place in an insane asylum. Okay. It's the devil. Joker. Taking place in an insane asylum. That's, all right. That's yeah, always yeah. good Good, uh, good, good element right good there. Banter there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine Arkham Asylum with the devil involved. <laughs> so, good, good call. <laughs> so, uh, so that's everything. Yeah, um, thanks for hanging with us. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, yep. Definitely check us out on iTunes, on Facebook. Leave us a review. Uh, StarJoesPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, StarJoes.com is our website, www.StarJoes.com. Also, we have a promo piece that appeared on Comic Geek Speak. Uh, yes, that appeared did. on episode 945. Uh, it was a previews episode. They actually played the promo that we put together for it, so you could check that out. Yeah, we're on Comic Geek Speak now. We're, we're, right. big, we're, big, we're big deals. <laughs> um, it's like internet famous. It means nothing. It means nothing. Um, so, yeah. So, the next time we get together will probably be Mid-Ohio Con. Right. To, we'll do our review of Mid-Ohio Con. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll uh, do a recap in the parking lot of what yeah. we bought really quick. Yeah. Like, uh, Sounds good. Or something on a drive down or yeah, something. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, now, we have a special episode coming out on Halloween. On Halloween. Where we review the movie, the classic Van, Van Helsing. Helsing. Um, and the I will, Jackman Van And Helsing. I will tell you, at the end of it, we after it's over, we end up talking about how we thought G.I. Joe was, the new G.I. Joe series was about to start. Because we saw it on the yeah, channel. Yeah, there's about there. another ten minutes of extra additional. But we found we realized crap. after the episode was over that it wasn't the new series. Yeah, the new stuff doesn't actually come out till November. This is they're right. redoing the uh, the original series, the original '80s cartoon. Um, so so just spoilers. Just don't pay atten- <laughs> don't pay attention to that part of it. And after um, the movie, cut it off. <laughs> right, but we uh, look like fools. Oh, and again, <laughs> you uh, we mentioned it in that episode, but it's good to mention now. You don't have to watch the movie while you're listening. No, you could just, you know, do a jog or something. Yeah, because we're listening, or we're talking through the entire movie, so yeah. it's just... It could get annoying. You, you really... <laughs> but if you want to reserve your copy and follow along with us... Right, you can. You can. But it's still entertaining even without that. True. So yeah. uh, so please give it a listen. And that's a special Halloween uh, gift uh, from us to you. Yep. This is going to come out before Halloween. The other Hopefully. one will come out Halloween. So you're going to get two episodes in the course of like three or four days. So. Right. Uh, so make sure, you, make sure you download both. True. So don't right. wait for another two weeks because you're gonna get <laughs> you're gonna get a couple of them back to back. Right. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and close the show by saying the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, guys. Later, guys.